Welcome to the Oscar Best Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I recently completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one. Each episode, myself and a revolving co-host will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a who-should-have-won podcast. We are here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion-based podcast and is a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be experts. If we destroy your favorite movie or appraise a movie you think is trash, we encourage you to write in at bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. And today, we are discussing... 1988's Rain Man. I'm joined by Chris G. Chris, how you doing today? Very good. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, I'm uh, happy to be here. Excited to get going. This is our third episode of this podcast. We uh, spent some time in the streets of Boston, Massachusetts. We headed out to Oregon for the Jack Nicholson in the Looney Bin, and now we are on a road trip from Ohio to California for Rain Man. Chris. How you doing? What are you drinking over there? Well, Kieran, it was actually my recently my 40th birthday, and uh, a friend of mine gave me a giant pallet of beer, <laughs> and this one is Kent Falls Brewing from Kent, Connecticut, and the beer is called Some Vague Reassurance, Everything's Gonna Be Alright, which <laughs> go. I desperately need. Uh, now, is Kent, is that like a, uh, have you been to the brewery? Uh, is Kent it? is a podunk town in Connecticut, and okay. I have never been there. Uh, <laughs> And I will probably never go there, so this is a great, great treat. Uh, right. It's probably the one time I ever have this beer. So, all right. Well, you went super micro, and I went super macro. I have <laughs> Sam Adams Cold Snap seasonal here. So. That is your favorite. I know one of your big favorites. Yes, so, it is. Uh, and I do like you know I don't I don't drink a lot of the um, more commercial beers, but this is one of the ones I do like. That's true. You do have good taste in beer. So. Yes. All right. So there we go. It's it's uh, it's it's justified there um so we're talking rain man when was the first time you saw rain what was your first experience what's your most recent one like well so i you know i was eight years old when the movie came out so clearly i didn't see it when i was eight uh i must have seen it i guess when i was a teenager uh and i do remember even at that age really appreciating i mean let's face it the i mean one of the one of the better acting performances that you can think of yeah. uh it really it, it just, it's captivating, you know? And, and, you know, not to say it doesn't have issues, but uh, wow. It, it, and, it, and guess what? Watching it again uh, as an adult, I, 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 I wasn't sure it was going to hold up. Yeah, you had a little gap in between the two. Right. Um, so, I mean, I just, it's funny. You know, my first experience with this movie actually involves you in the sense that I think that, like, I had, I think you were one of the first people I saw after I saw this movie. So, um, you know, I was, I did not see this movie growing up or in college or this, I watched this one strictly while I was trying to knock off these best picture winners. It, it's kind of one of those you always heard about, it's referenced a million times, you know, people, oh, you, oh, you've never seen Rain Man. So it's one of those ones you almost tell people you've seen just because you don't want to hear it, hear it from them. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was one of them, right, here we go, I'm going to finally watch Rain Man. And then I think I saw you right afterwards and I said, all right, you know, I watched Rain Man. I remember you were kind of like. Oh, that's got to be dated at this point. I don't know. I haven't seen that in a long time. Absolutely. In my yeah. head, it was dated. You know, it's an 80s movie. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the, a lot of Best Picture movies, uh, 
a lot of them have have an advantage, and the advantage is that they're a lot of them are period pieces, and so they're timeless. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they're in the time they're supposed to be in. Yeah. Where this, it was supposed to be modern, like today. This is yeah, it, it, it's, it's nineteen eighty eight. It's eighty eight in the movie when they recorded right. Yeah, and those movies can be at a disadvantage because they don't always age well. Yeah, uh, this one I in my head didn't age well, but when I rewatched it, it wasn't. It had moments, right? But it wasn't as bad as I. Thought. It's almost like you're afraid to look at it. You're afraid to see how 80s is going to yeah. jump out. Like at the you clothes and the hair <laughs> yeah, right. and the cars. And the, and and it's like, like, oh god. Yeah. But but even the cars, they did a good because it's mostly it's mostly old cars because yeah. of the part of the premise of the movie. The two other ones we did, we, we did the Departed, where the same thing, movie taking place the same year that it's being filmed, and you know, all right, 2006. What with with the phones, Technology. the flip phones, right. and, the, and we talked about that for a little. Well, the wire <laughs> falls into that uh, 100%, uh, badly, yeah. you know. Yep, yep. Uh, which yeah. we both but, love. But, but yeah, it's fun though to play with the, the pay phones and the yeah, yeah, the beepers. And well, the, we and actually had a, I had a fun conversation with somebody the other day about uh, the movie Road Trip, which you know is what it is. It's okay. a funny movie. Yeah. Think about that. That movie, that premise is completely shot now. Like a kid coming up now would be watch that movie and be like what's a videotape like what are you why is the guy traveling yeah. all the way across the country <laughs> yeah. to get a to get a cassette tape what right. is, like what are you talking funny, about yeah i mean how, how do you unsend a text <laughs> or, like, or a video yeah, or run, anything you, you know you, it's just that the whole movie is shot yeah now. it's true it's so. true well the other classic one is phone booth oh um, god yeah <laughs> I mean, jesus watch it that was dated when it came what, out yeah that came out at the end of the phone <laughs> yeah. booth life right what you said with the timepieces one flew to the cuckoo's nest where the movie's filmed in 1975 but it's like 1962 so they kind of give themselves that 10 year right. gap where they can and when you're inside an asylum it's it, you know you're pretty right. much closed off and there are movies that can get away with it. like i you know i'm a you know i'm a huge jaws fan i, yeah. I just feel like jaws is timeless i yeah they look it looks like a 70s movie but i mean it's yeah it, it just doesn't yeah. matter you know it doesn't. it doesn't and i think this one actually i give it credit like it it, while it has its moments here and there, I think it does hold up pretty damn well. Yeah, I think it does too. The filmmaking is unlike, you know, we talk about the dialogue and whatnot. It's unlike anything you probably see today. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely excited to talk about this one. This wasn't, this is really, this is my second time seeing it. So I'm excited to get into it. The year's 1988. You know, we're getting to the end of a decade here. George H.W. Bush defeats Michael Dukakis <laughs> in a landslide to become the 41st president of the United States. Vin Scully can't believe what his eyes have seen as Kirk Gibson hits a walk-off home run in game one of the World Series and the LA Dodgers defeat the Oakland A's in five games. And the number one song of the year is Faith by George Michael, not Limp Bizkit, but George Michael. (laughs) So, Rayman, it's the movie of the year. It's the biggest earner of the year. It is, uh, it's number one of the box office. It's your Best Picture winner also wins Best Actor in a Lead Role, Dustin Hoffman. It wins Best Director, Barry Levinson. Wins Best Original Screenplay, Barry Morrow and Ronald Bass. That's not Ron Bass, former WWF wrestler. Its other nominations were Art Direction, Cinematography, Film Editing, and Original Score by Hans Zimmer. And this is Hans Zimmer's first movie. Which first is, of many. Yeah, which is a, a We'll get into his work a little later. This is an interesting movie. It took a long time for them to make this movie. It was bounced around by a bunch of different directors. Spielberg had his hands on it. Sidney Pollack had his hands on it. Wow, what a different movie, Spielberg. <laughs> it would have been with Spielberg, right? Wow. But yeah, but if you just if you just talk about that, 
in a sense of Steven Spielberg making this movie, Sidney Pollack making this movie. It's a different movie. And then Barry Levinson took it over. I think he had it, then gave it up, and then got it back. Movie made for a budget of $25 million, which is an absolute joke. That's an indie movie now. Uh, made $354.8 million. So it was a big hit at the time. I mean, it would be a big hit now, but... Uh... It, yeah, and it ended up because... So it didn't even debut number one in the box office its first week. Right? Yeah, so they were panicking. Uh, twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a lovely movie. But, yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful movie. <laughs> that was number one and in its second week, too. So it didn't, it, it didn't even debut that week. Then uh, the word got around about Rayman, and it became this like phenomenon. And it was um, it was huge with uh, the female demographic. It was huge with the huge with the older demographic. Right. It's it's a pretty sentimental piece, you know. So I guess that that makes a little bit of sense. And it actually makes sense that it wasn't a hit right off the bat because, quite frankly, I mean, it's it was it was foreign subject matter in 1988. Autism was not. You know, now it's in our it's in our. Lexicon. We're definitely going to talk you know? a good amount about that because on both sides of it, autism is more of a foreign word back then than it of is course, now. Yeah. I mean, here it's a household even character. Within the movie, they, like their characters are like, what is that? They don't even know. And on the flip side, the language of how it's handled is very different too. We're getting our words and, you know, and listen, crazy bombs all over the yeah. place. And, and we're at the point today in 2020 where you can't even write that into a script. Right. Because it would won't get picked, it won't get right. filmed. So to to see the both the, the the sides, it, it's in a way it's almost kind of raw to hear it that yeah. way. So it, it, from the director's standpoint, it's and just thinking of these three directors and the three different movies you'd get. So it starts with Martin Brest. Martin Brest was um, Pacino movie, A Scent of a Woman. Oh, so he the Scent oh, of a Woman. Movie. Oh wow, Spielberg. Of no no introduction needed, and then Pollock, and then bounces back to Levinson. So, wow. it really just was kind of a hard movie for them to put their finger on to make. I can, I'm surprised it got made. To be honest with you, like they I mean, say, Levinson says that he doesn't think anyone would touch it in 2020. I don't know. And if that's he was fair. surprised that it was that it was picked up then. You um, know, I, I watch a show on Netflix now, uh, Atypical, mm -hmm. which is about autism. It's a great show, and it's a hit. I mean, people love it. So I don't know necessarily. That it wouldn't, I think it'd be more likely to be made now than it was then. I think then it was so foreign to people. Like, I think that his point was more that the subject matter and the story and how it's shot is not going to be a movie they're going to they're going to pen as a blockbuster. Right. You know where you said the budget was what twenty five twenty five in nineteen eighty eight. That's probably close to fifty. At least. Yeah, maybe now. more. Yeah. You know, so... You and, pay, and, by the way, Tom Cruise was a star then. Tessa and Hoffman was a star, was a star then, too, like, yeah. And there's, so, there's others, you know? Yeah, so you have to bring these guys in. I mean, I'm not sure, but he says that this everything about this movie they were making felt like an indie movie. Yeah. And they were getting top production prices for it. Right. The onset of the movie is... It, the, the movie's based on uh, a savant named Kim Peek. Did not have autism. Was diagnosed with autism at one point. They kind of honed in on a more. Well, there wasn't a spectrum at the time, so yes, maybe that person would have been lower on the spectrum. You know, high functioning is what they call it. Yeah, and and they they determined later, and he said at the time it was a little, you know, it was easy to misdiagnose sure. with this with that. They determined him to have a different disorder. Uh, so the original writer, one of the two that took home the award, met. Kim Peek and was fascinated by his story and said, yeah, I, I got to make a movie on this. 
and he just started writing the script. This is Barry Morrow. Morrow gets connected with Hoffman, and then Hoffman kind of becomes tied to the project, so the directors kind of go through him. He's, he... He's a name that can get something done. Yeah, and he had a very specific vision about this. And one of the reasons why it changed off of the original director was that the original director wanted the character of Raymond Babbitt to be this happy, cheery, bubbly, hey, you know, like, and... And he said, no, you know, it's, it has to be accurate. It has to, well, well it has to be autism. Uh, so the, the original director. Authentic. Would no, probably. autism. He wanted it to oh, be Oh, it wasn't necessarily the autism. wasn't going to be, oh, wasn't going to be an autistic. Yeah. He was going to, he was just going to be a mental patient who was oh, a savant. I see. I he got was, no, it. we oh, want autism. Wow. So he wanted an authentic depiction of autism. Okay. Where he's withdrawn and yeah. antisocial and with, with the, the issues that, yeah, sure. that come along with it. This is where things kind of spiral out. And eventually, eventually the writer, Barry Morrow, this is now after Levinson comes in, he becomes detached from the project, doesn't want anything to do with it anymore. Not necessarily because of the, that autism. The change, yeah. right. Yeah, that change knocked off the first director. I see. Um, which was the, the Santa of the Woman guy. So now we have a whole new writer in. So they bring in uh, Ronald Bass to come in and basically finish the script while they're doing it. And yeah, one of punch, the, like punch it up basically, right? Like, well, kinda... no, I mean, they had to finish the script. I mean, a lot oh, of it wasn't did, finished. No, it wasn't yeah, finished. Right, no, it right. was. The, and this movie is kind of like it, they literally took a road trip while they're doing it. They're sitting there going along the way, and they're coming up with ideas as they go. So that's why it kind of is like written as it as it goes. And and the final the final scripts are getting put in there right as they're shooting the last part of the screen. So it. it wow. It is kind of film like an, an indie movie in that sense. Yeah. And w- one of the things that I got a kick out of with the whole writer situation, before we move on to some of the other players, we'll just get those guys out of the way. Morrow and Bass didn't meet each other until award season. They had never even <laughs> met each other. Wow. Yeah. So I, you know, I. They're kinda, collaborating on something I've never actually. Yeah, because it was a it was a half and half collaboration. It was right. like I started this, he finished it. Right. And so I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm. Reading that today, and I'm thinking about that. I go, you know, I gotta dig up this acceptance speech. There's something about that that makes sense to me, and we'll we should get into it later when we talk about maybe some dialogue things sure. that I've noticed. In, in, there was inconsistencies that I noticed, and maybe that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, so they win the award for original screenplay, and I'm thinking about I gotta dig up this acceptance speech because it's gotta be so. <laughs> Awkward, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to these guys, so they they win, and the two guys get up. One guy looks like the Unabomber, the other guy looks like a clean shaven, you know, yeah. typical Hollywood writer. And um, and Morrow, the guy who who got credited with the story, the original writer, he gives the speech first, and he thanks everyone under the sun, and he's put it. And the other guy's standing there, and he goes, "Thank you." Turns to the mic, guy leans in, music plays. Oh, that's the, uh, the now, worst. And you got, and now Morrow's flagging him down. Yeah. No, no, you gotta let this guy speak. You gotta <laughs> let it. Because now he's like, oh, Jesus. Now he's gonna know me. Like, he's gonna, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Gonna, he's gonna stab me backstage. So, <laughs> so he goes, Classic. So, so he, you can see him, he's like, no, 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 don't do this, don't do this. And then he, he leans in and just says, uh, just, I'm just gonna say hi to my kids and we'll just leave it at that. You know, and, and he goes, goes off. Oh, uh, and it's funny, uh, so Mauro really doesn't go on and do anything else. Couple small projects here and there. Bass actually, while this was his, as far as like, what, yeah, as far as most successful, you mean? It's only, yeah. yeah, it's his yeah. only yeah. Oscar win, it's only Oscar sure. nomination. Um, he has a bunch of notable projects. After this, he's, he does Dangerous Minds with yeah, Michelle that was Pfeiffer. A pretty big hit. Waiting to Exhale 
Big hit. Which a big hit, real yeah. big soundtrack. Yeah, That's a huge, Houston yeah. soundtrack. Now, this I did not even know. My Best Friend's Wedding was another yeah, one. Man, that's, that's, none of these are like... He has some good credits. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's big stuff. Stella Got Her Groove Back. Oh, uh, yeah. Another probably soundtrack driven. They're all movies, I, by the way, I don't want to see. <laughs> right, but, you know. All kind of these. And, you know, he's still making movies today. He's got he's got three movies coming out next year. The King's Daughter, 11%. Beyond right. the Velvet Rope, haven't heard of any of them. But uh, just when I was looking at this today, it, were you aware that there was a Dangerous Minds television show? I was. I do you, remember. Are you serious? It. I do. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm a few years older than you. I think I, I vaguely remember it. Wow. And I'm sure it was absolutely terrible. Like, uh, I, I, yeah. And what year was that? What year is that? What? 96, 96? 97. Yeah. Yikes. What, cha- what channel was that on? Who the? Yeah. Well, knows? I remember. I'm just. Yeah, who knows? So, and you know who plays Michelle Pfeiffer's part? No. And the 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 secretary from Ghostbusters. Plays oh Michelle Pfeiffer's part. That's not annoying yeah. at all. I mean, yeah, I, that's an odd <laughs> casting. But Very odd. I uh, was kind of a little bit taken back by that. Um, does she have the thick uh, uh, New York accent like she does in uh, Ghostbusters? I can't say I saw a clip. Oh, no, I should, I should yes. have just for kicks. But um, And then just another weird one. Because I think nothing, he didn't really do anything recent. But there was a Amelia movie. Yep. About Amelia Hart. You're wearing this yep. one too in 2009. Yeah, that's not a good movie. I no, actually have I, seen Richard that one. Gere and and <laughs> Yeah, who uh, plays her? Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. But I'm like, those are those are big enough names. I'm also Gregor's in it. Too. I'm not a Hillary Swank fan. Okay. I know, I know. Right. Listen, yeah. I know you're gonna say already. Right. Million Dollar Baby. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And we've now teased this I'm every saying, episode here. I'm, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, uh but I'm saying other than that movie, I'm not a huge fan. She's great in that. I wasn't. I don't have my defense folder for. No, baby, but I, the rest of her career, I don't. Boys, she won the Oscar for Boys Don't Cry, um, but yeah, I guess she hasn't really been in much recently. Yeah, I don't know what you know. You know, there's just some people that you just have a thing yeah. about. Like she's one of them. Well, there's know. that office skit. You know where they the half the office thinks she's hot and half doesn't and they're <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they're trying it's like twelve angry men they're trying to get people over to the other side <laughs> right right yeah and uh, and you know we're we're just for the for whoever's listening to this we me and Chris here are notorious for a, a one time where we at after a party kind of just hung out in uh, in his you know his hangout room. And we're sipping tequila and went through the... Sipping, yeah. The, yeah, the list. That's a word, that's <laughs> yeah, a word. Sipping, right. We went through the list of uh, Best Picture winners from yes. today like, in reverse. As if we were the heads of the Academy. Yep. We and, went through every single one. When it's, we were done, we were in a room with no windows. And when oh. we were done, we didn't realize the sun came up and it was 5 a.m. It was... It was not a good feeling, guys. Yeah. I'm just saying it was. So it was I, our goal is to not go till five a.m. tonight. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but no. I, I do want to warn and you. And not polish up a bottle of Patron in the in the yeah, mix because yeah, that's yeah. probably we not will, the greatest um, thing. Thankfully for you, you'll get this post edit. So if it does <laughs> exactly. go till five a.m., you, you, you won't you won't get the worst of it. You won't get the Juliet Lewis debate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the movie here. This movie opens up. And uh, to me, it's kind of one of the more memorable scenes in the entire movie. I don't know what, it's just the visual of the cars being pulled off of the ship. When Before I watched this most recent time, I just, when I think of Rayman, I always just think of those Ferraris getting pulled right off the, the big ship that, in the beginning. I don't right? know why that is, whether it's the music, um, part of, you know, Hans Zimmer's iconic yes. kind of... Well, it is that, that, that iconic music at the very beginning um, with the, the flute and the bongo, you know, that... that 
that's what I when I hear that music, I instantly go to that movie. You know, like yeah. it just it brings me right to it. But that's the scene that 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 pops into my head. To be honest, when it op- when you think about the opening, well, just okay, when, when you think about yeah, the movie. Yeah. okay, so we'll so at the at the end yeah, of we'll our discussion, we'll kind of think about what the most memorable scenes yeah. are, and as we go through it. Then we meet Charlie Babbitt and his uh, his crack staff in the in that kind of warehouse bunker hangar that they're that they're in. You know, he's working the phones in in his pre Jerry Maguire style. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, tell him when you get off the line. Tell him when you get yeah. him off the line with me. You know, yeah. like as if he's in this big office. And we're just kind of introduced to the fact that this man has money issues, and he's. And a bit of a narcissist as well. Uh, yes. Not, not yeah. really thinking about anybody else, you know. Or, yeah. Or, and and when we say money issues, like high-end money issues. Not like, you know, not like yeah. he's struggling for change. Like, like he, he will be ruined. Uh, yeah. He's borrowing millions from this guy to right. give to that guy. He's essentially running a Ponzi scheme here. <laughs> Seems like. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. So it's a, you not, know. Right away you realize he's this maybe not the greatest guy in the no, world. No. He's a shyster yeah. and, you know, these guys want their money back. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. no we're yeah. not giving him the money back. We have to come up with the way. He doesn't have the money. I mean, right, yeah. Space, you know, they're not matter. getting it right. Yeah. He's taking his babe on va- on vacation with them no matter what. He doesn't babe, care about the, Babe uh, is the right word, man. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Let's, let's talk about something that does hold up. That holds up. And she holds she up. beautiful. Very well. Now, what's it, now she's kind of like a obscure... She's an Italian actress. So she's in basically most of the things that she's in are all... And she still acts yeah. today. Valeria Golino is her name. She plays Susanna in this movie. Well, um, and great her, casting. She's great she's casting. Yeah, and wonderful. now so they wanted um, they wanted a blonde like American, like a bimbo. Yeah, just a st- <laughs> st- typical you the know California um, bimbo. Yeah, yeah, who was just good. Yeah. And they went with the Italian second language character because they wanted there to kind of be that communication gap. Right between him and her, which works really well. It really does. And plus, she's she's sensual and she's you know yeah. thoughtful. It, yep. it, it really it was great. I, it, I loved it gives, her. It, yeah, I I loved her in it too. I I love the character. I love the portrayal of the character. Yeah. And and you can just see how like in many in many of those scenes, she's she's closer. She's better able to communicate with Raymond with her second language mm-hmm. than absolutely Charlie is. Well, because he's he's in a different. He's not in the world. He's in his own world, and she was. She seemed more able, especially at the beginning, more able to, because uh, maybe with a foreign language, she might be in her own world in a lot of ways. In a, in a place that's predominantly English speaking, she probably related to him a little bit more because yeah. he's in his own world. Maybe sometimes she feels that way, and she was able to connect in a way that, especially at the beginning, Charlie was just yeah. not capable of. You yeah, know? and I think a lot of the scenes with her and Charlie are. Like improv, like they, they let Cruz kind of go off on it. So they wanted the relationship to kind of be authentic. Yeah. yeah. But I love one of my favorites is um when he's trying to tell the story about him getting pulled over. Yeah. And what is what is pulled over? What is it? Oh, the police, the police. I just love. And that. he's like, "Can I continue?" Right, like, yeah. It's just like, like that's what, just, and you're like, "What a dick." <laughs> it is, but it's like it kind of like was like. It seemed like really real to me for some reason. Yeah. Like it, right. It was oh, kind of like, like you would be annoyed if that was your girlfriend. Or you could just see that conversation happening. Yeah, between yeah, you totally friend. Right. yeah. It's just like, it was kind of like, in how many movies does somebody tell a story and there's like strings in the background and they never miss a word and right. they never, and it's this like melodramatic, that was just kind of like a real, like it I'm is telling a real story moment. and you're interrupting me and I'm just like, what, what do you mean? What, 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 what? I agree with you too, because think about this. You know, we're watching this movie for the, you know, let's say for the first time. We're seeing this beautiful woman with this accent. Oh, wow. And then this guy's getting frustrated with her. And we're like, what's this guy's yeah, problem? Yeah, and he's in the Meanwhile, car. if you've been with this person for a year or two years <laughs> or ten years, 
you get annoyed with it. It doesn't matter what they look like or what their accent is. You get annoyed with them. So, like, that was a real moment, you know? Like, that's what would happen in a real relationship. So they're going on this honeymoon situation. Or not honeymoon, but just just a a getaway. Gets the call. Dad dies. Non-emotional about it, but he's going to that funeral. We later learn it's because he's trying to collect. She wonders why he's not emotional about it. You know, assumes he would be, and he's not. Funerals in Cincinnati. Boom, they're off. Get that reading with the will is real, um... I have was on the edge of my seat during that that scene. It, um, it, I okay, so this is where one of my my uh, the writing issues come in okay. for me. As as a watching a movie and being entertained, yes, it's a very entertaining scene. It's not necessarily the most natural of of back and forths. It's almost it, almost like Aaron Sorkin esque. Okay, we're that, talking back and forth. We're talking between the guy between him the... between Charlie and the lawyer that's reading okay. the will, especially Tom Cruise's delivery. It's unnatural. Like people don't speak that way. You mean I'm, now, de- I'm getting the rose bushes? I'm definitely getting the rose bushes, right? Rose bushes, you yeah. know that kind of thing. Yeah. But people don't really speak that way. Yeah. Well, I think what they were trying to do there is what I think the definitely, definitely, definitely was trying to foreshadow the connection between him and Raymond. Yeah. Like how they are similar. Yeah. So there was a little. I mean, that's fair. I yeah, can but see. a little. But the, but that's that's a tactic that isn't doesn't come off as natural. It just doesn't seem natural. That's all. <laughs> I got a little kick out of it. I do like the scene. Yeah. Oh, definitely get the rose bushes. I'm definitely getting the rose bushes. God, I mean, just listening to the dad's kind of way of speaking to his son who he doesn't speak to and basically putting his final words on a piece of paper was just very intriguing to me to hear that and and how that pertained to the Cruz character and how he was kind of like listening to you. You know, you're, 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 I want a shot of him just listening to it. Not really reacting, kind of just taking it in and then you know he finds out he gets the car in the rose rose bushes and you know now he's learning he's not getting the money and then he goes on his little cuts his little promo on on him about (laughs) uh uh you know uh, and then it's you know are you hearing me did you hear the listen yeah yeah no may read it again because i can't believe my fucking ears (laughs) right exactly um so yeah that that was and there was definitely some sorkin script i i got that i got that the the very fast-paced kind of yeah where you know yeah it was it was it's entertaining to listen to but it's not necessarily natural like how somebody would actually yeah yeah, that's, fair. that's fair. I, I do like the, I do like <laughs> I the part where he says, like, can you imagine being this guy's son for one fucking second? And he's like, did you hear, to the lawyer, did you hear what he just, what you just read? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I did. Did you? Like, yeah. Like, like no, you're not I'm really understanding. Yeah. yeah, no, reading it. Yeah, that's yeah, what he says. Yeah, that, yeah. Right? Read it again, because I can't I, I don't lawyer. know that the movie did a great job of making Charlie uh, as sympathetic as they they could have like I I think his transition from well I do, the beginning I to don't the think end he's sympathetic no, at he all. Should, but I'm saying he should be I've been a little bit more and meaning meaning if they that Charlie should be sympathetic no the that the audience should be sympathetic of to Charlie. Charlie yeah they, I don't think I mean, they wanted I th- that but I think they should have made him a little more they tried to it just didn't didn't go as well as it should have. You yeah, know, you know, like, I mean, you should feel like like he had a very strained relationship with his father, and that father issues are difficult. And okay, yeah, this guy's kind of a, an asshole, but okay, with this relationship with his father, uh, okay, we kind of feel bad for him. We're, we're, I didn't feel that way, and for a long, big part of the movie, I was like, Dude, the guy's an ass. Like, you know, he yeah, kind of he's is. Not a, let's talk about the Charlie character. He's not a likable character at the beginning. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of, even when we're talking. The casino scene, we'll obviously get there, but like, 
he's kind of like he's he's kind of like exploiting the guy's talent to make to rip he, off a casino. Does, no, not that a ripping off yeah, a casino. Please, no one's yeah, worried about that. Exactly. But he's he's doing it so he can gain a lot of money. Like he's, I he's, agree with you. I think the for me the turning point, which is actually ends up being my favorite scene in the movie, mm-hmm. if I can go there, is the uh, scene where he teaches Raymond how to dance in the okay. hotel room. Okay. Yes, they have this big six. He does. He does take advantage of him and does this thing in the hotel. But then, I mean, sorry, in the casino rather. But then he get they get to the hotel and they have this really endearing moment. Yeah, but again, right after he's kind of still a dick with him when he's talking to the prostitute. Oh, well, this would be rich. Like, let's see how this goes. Yeah, but I don't think it was. I think you meant that more toward to her than to uh, to Raymond. True, true. I think still, but he's but in that moment, Raymond is just a. He's just a. He's just a. A, like a prop, a, almost. Yeah, prop, like a, yeah. a prop. I just want to read this line from the will because I it just it just cracks me up because this is when when you're talking about being sympathetic for him and uh, him being Charlie and what he had to live with with his dad. They don't do a great job. I agree, portraying the dad as the bad guy. It's not a great right. job. Like you get, you don't you don't really feel all that bad for Charlie. That's what. I, um, that's kind of what I'm yeah, trying to say. Yeah, so I know? do agree with you on that. But you also don't get like a well. Why did he leave and never come back? Like, is it's you know the I guess the two days in jail is pretty. I, I, well, I think they're. I think the the idea is that there it was strained way before the car, and then the car was the last straw. You yeah. know, so at and, that point he's like, I'm out of here. I'm never coming back. You know. Yeah. That's so that that, that story there is really they, all we get. It of wasn't the dad. well. It wasn't explained as well as it yeah, probably. All we get have. from the dad is the story he tells about the convertible, and then the will. And I think this line from the will, I cracked up pretty good today laughing at, at this because it's just, it, you get an idea how like elitist the status here. So here we go. Uh, so this is the lawyer reading the will. Charlie gets, the outright title to my prize winning hybrid rose bushes. May they remind him of the value of excellence and the possibility of perfection. I just, <laughs> yeah, all right. Like right there, <laughs> that's, just, that's the true. value of excellence and the possibility of perfection. You know what that says then, to me? Yeah, that guy's a dick. Like, and, and, that, and what is it? What is the use of rose bushes when you don't own the property? Yeah. <laughs> and you live in California. Right, I mean, doesn't get the deed to the house. It's like a, just a small oh, middle finger. God, it's I a know. middle finger, and just look at my middle finger and just understand yeah. the possibility of perfection. <laughs> and I, just, I, just think, I just think it's a really yeah. that's kind of a cool written dickish line. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, all right, so we got a good, we got a good sense of uh, how they want us to feel about Charlie here in the beginning, which is not, we're not supposed to like him pretty much is what we, we come down to. No, but I, I do feel like, right, I do, I, I do, I do feel like they maybe wanted you to feel some sort of sympathy for him, but not, he's still, I mean, unrefined, he's rude, he's, uh, greedy. You know, he's narcissistic, doesn't really think about anybody else. How do you like Cruz for this part? That's always hard to say because, you know, he's the one that played it. So it's hard to picture another person in the role. Do you like the age gap? Do you like the the fact that he's Well, so they old? reference that in, in... I mean, that's an important part of the story. I yeah. think it had to be, he had to be a younger guy. Yeah. Because especially, do you remember the, the bathtub scene? Right. Where he turns on yeah, the hot water? Yeah, it's right. It's important he doesn't remember him. Right. It's, it's important he doesn't remember yeah. him. Yeah, right. so... All right, oh, yeah, he so, remembers, the, you know, remembers Rain Man. He remembers... It's just Little it's things, it's, a, it's kind of a cool concept of you getting like a, a like a young, very in popular act, Hollywood actor, and then you're getting kind of like an old veteran actor too. I mean, there he's I think he's 24 years older than him in real life. 
Wow, that's um, what I'm Yeah, wow. So I mean, that's a, that's a it's, gap. It's also brothers. important because the relationship is so much much more endearing when, like, you know, because <laughs> in the in this role, Dustin Hoffman is kind of very childlike in in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, and the the points with Tom Cruise is character, you know, Charlie is is saying, you know, I'm glad you're my big brother, big, my big brother. You know, like while he's taking care of him like he's a child through a lot of the movie. It's actually his big brother, and he really yearns for that relationship. You know, that isn't that's very important. I think it was it was well yeah. done. Yeah. Also, I love to, you know, say what you want about Tom Cruise and whatever he is in real, you know, his real life. He's a great actor, and and he does that coiled spring really well. You know, you know what I mean yeah. by that? Where like, it's tense, 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 and he just like explodes. Yeah, he does that so well. Like yeah. when he when he the the feel falls through and he goes into the thing, he's like. <laughs> he's screaming like he just he's like all pent up and it explodes that coil but, spring is really well done yeah and the other i think another great example of that in this movie is when he uh he's driving along on their road trip and um and raymond doesn't have underwear i love that he's scene. just gotta go to the kmart ohio <laughs> gotta go to the pulls kmart. over gets he out just, and then just <laughs> screaming in front of the car where does it matter where you get your no, underwear it gets to that high pitch like That's that what, extra high pitch i'm telling you he's squeeling you know what Coiled spring. It's yeah, tight, tight, yeah, yeah. Tight, and, and then bang, he explodes. So he does that really well. Yeah, he does. All right, so now we're, we're going to meet Dustin Hoffman here. He, he schmoozes the secretary for a little bit of uh, info because now he's got the name of the trustee. Yeah, which is the head of the institution, right? The head of the institution. Yeah. And he's going to go there and he's going to find out who the hell this guy is, why he's got the money. Now, so the trustee, and there's an interesting connection here with this guy. He's, he's played by Gerald... Molin, he is a producer on this oh. movie. Oh wow! And a bunch of other movies. And in the movies that he produces, and he plays small roles. And this is one. The other one, he's a producer on Jurassic Park. Really? And he plays the doctor who's tending to the Triceratops. In so when they're so when they at Jurassic Park, when they go to the Tyrannosaur paddock and. They kind of, they all get out of the cars. You have Dr. Malcolm saying, and now I'm sitting here by myself talking to myself. You yeah, know, yeah, right, right. They're right, wandering right. up and they get the sick triceratops kind of laying on its side. Okay. And, you know, there's the doctor tending to it and she says, oh, I want to see the, I want to see the droppings. I don't drop So he's the doctor that kind of shows it and then him and her leave. This is definitely more prominent roles, rather. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, that's a minor. He's a pretty important figure in this movie and i think being part of the fact too that it's like there's not a lot of characters in this movie like it there's not a lot of main characters in the movie no. in this movie yeah right. he, he could have played a desk clerk somewhere even maybe. the girlfriend is is a peripheral character i mean she's yeah. not in a lot of the movie you know yeah if you think of like who's the cast of this movie and like we uh, leaving like the um the the diner waitress who drops right, the toothpicks who's in jumanji sure. uh, but but you know but so <laughs> that's yeah, a fun fact right okay. yeah but like you have her you know, you have the doctor at the end, who's actually Baron Levinson, plays the guy. Remember, they do the little trial at the end. Yes. The, the, the kind of final scene. That's Barry Levinson. Well, that it was a, he's the other doctor, right? Yeah. So yeah. you wonder if they just didn't want to hire actors for this movie. So Probably didn't have the budget. I mean, yeah, they ran I out mean, of money. Twenty-five yeah. million, really, even in nineteen eighty-eight, isn't that much? Yeah. You have Gerald Mullen playing this uh, trustee now, so he meets Charlie, and now he's gonna kind of explain to him that he has a brother. And he's going to explain to him that he has autism. And Charlie does not understand what autism is. And, you know, we get uh, 
So is he crazy? No. Uh, is, is he retarded? Retarded, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, that, no. which is one of the ways right. the movie doesn't age well, is... Uh, yeah, the that, hard R. The hard control, R is yeah. part of it. Well, I, I have some good information on that stuff uh, going forward. But yeah, some of the lingo is definitely not, doesn't hold up. No, and wouldn't, you wouldn't see in a movie today. Or, you wouldn't, you know, or in real life, hopefully, mostly. Yeah. You see this with, um, with the N-word in some of these movies from the 70s yeah. and 80s, and obviously well before that, too. You know, it kind of begs the question, like, if we're talking about, you know, we're talking about calling someone retarded, we're obviously, and, and you know, it's getting to the point where calling someone, you know, gay or, or you know, using a slur with yeah. that word, too, it's getting to the point where that's not even going to yeah. be acceptable in, in Hollywood either. Do these, do these movies in the 80s and 70s, are they portraying a realness or an authenticity that is now being censored? Or is it... You know better that we're just not using this stuff and we're just kind of alluding to it. Because, I mean, in 1988, that's how someone would talk. Yeah. I, I think it's... I, I, I don't think it's that cut and dry. I think it's the way... It, it, if a movie in 2020 came out and was, you were using those words, it would depend on the content. Are they trying to show how inappropriate, how shocking it is? Okay, maybe that's Okay. But if they're just using it to use it, yeah. So, for instance, if, if we're you know if we're doing a Nazi movie, you know, and you don't have the Nazis or a movie about the Klan, and the, the Klan isn't using N words, that wouldn't make sense, right? You're kind of you're di Disney right. Disneyfying it, you know, exactly. Like, um, I think, the but reason, oh, if it's sorry. two guys sitting in a room on a couch, just loosely throwing throwing the N word around, and the oh you're retarded, oh you know, well, you're Tarantino's been accused of this for forever, his whole career, yeah. that he uses the N word very loosely and he's yeah. you know and there's yeah, one and there's, scene in particular that he gets a ton of heat for in Pulp Fiction that I kind of I watched I recently watched a movie like I watched it like a couple weeks ago and you know that's the dead n-word the guy got a dead n-word in my garage yeah yeah oh yeah e. and he's using it by the way it's him yeah. actually saying it, on top of it you know it's one thing if we're gonna use that in Django I think uh, he's trying to go for an, like you said, an authentic, like how people talk in the real world. Yeah, but, but and and I even think, then it was kind of like, dude, it was rough. And yeah. but and then then the kind of weird twist is that his wife is black. Oh, I didn't even. Yeah, know his that. wife comes home. He's like, well, my wife gets home. Oh she's yeah, yeah, in the movie. Black. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, he was trying to make some kind of weird statement. Yeah, like, that, well, like almost like yeah. Well, you know what it comes off I as? Well, I can say this. I can say that. Yeah, right, that doesn't yeah. work. And dude. Uh, it it doesn't. Uh, I, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a big Tarantino fan. I'm yeah, not as am I. Yeah, and also, by the way, Spike Lee does it too, and people criticize him for it. You know, I I think. Key difference between Spike Lee. Well, and yes, <laughs> obviously there's one thing I can think of that's slightly different, um, but I, I I do think if it serves the piece and it's authentic, I think it's probably more acceptable than just using it willy nilly. So you know? the next or question. So the next question is 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 does here does it serve? I the think piece? it's a victim of its time. Does does it serve the piece here though? If you're to make if you if you were to make this well maybe not you but I'm saying like if. I don't want to put. I don't want to put this on you. Yeah, please don't. Wouldn't, wouldn't if this if if this movie was made in 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 I'm still we're we're newly in 2020 here, oh, yeah. so I'm I'm trying to um, if it's made if it's made in 2020 but still takes place in 1988. Wouldn't Charlie's character talk that way? I do, but I don't think you would do it. You just wouldn't do it. I yeah. think you would say. I think you could easily substitute the the word retard for the word. Sounds. 
Yeah, that was the wrong one either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're really kind of tiptoeing through my mind. It could, be, it could be substituted with something something else that's probably not a very nice thing to say, yeah. but not that word. Yeah. You know? I, and that would be as effective. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. you got to remember, this character is not, uh, doesn't know what autism is, isn't, isn't very educated in this. Yeah, I mean, this so they this might they might think he's they might think he's what stupid. I mean, we, I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying yeah. that might be a thing that character would say. What is he stupid? I mean, he and he, that would be a little goes, bit better than he flat out goes through. He goes, he goes. Well, he has autism. He goes. Well, what is he crazy or is he retarded? Yeah. He, goes, he goes. No, he just doesn't feel emotions. Is it? And he goes. So he's retarded. Like, I mean, and he like, literally and he calls him. Scene. He calls yeah. him a retard. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, and yeah, like, like yeah. it is smacks him in the head, now, in the neck. Yeah, it's not the red book. I'm I'm putting in the red book. Yeah, he um, smacks him. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's yeah. yeah it's not very really cool. The first of the three diner scenes. Uh, but yeah. you know he's. But his you can almost has a ton of ugliness. You gotta you gotta in some way put yourself in in a position where like you're this guy. You just figured found out you have a brother you never knew about. Your dad basically gave his his entire inheritance to this guy. You don't understand what's going on, and you're frustrated. And you're you're like yeah, and and is it and then he's freaking he out in a three, restaurant. You're like, what are you doing? He gave like three million dollars, as the doctor says. Well, he doesn't really understand what money is. Yeah, and that's oh, even that's worse. Poetic. Yeah, 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 that's right, poetic. exactly. Um, we meet Raymond, who's now being reunited with his dad's car. Uh, they're out there. He's out there with with, with Susanna. You know, would you let a stranger into your car, even if he was hitting no. <laughs> into the driver's seat of the yeah, car? So that's no. always kind of like she if I'm at an institution, you know, like right, I don't right. know. And you don't we don't see him enter the car. He's just kind of in there, it, you know, yeah. saying he's an excellent driver. And uh, and she's just, like, oh, he said he knew the car. Yeah, yeah okay. It's, yeah, it's kind of a. So did the guy? Those the guy down the street that just carjacked me. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> he knew well, the car too. Yeah, it's like yeah. You think even at an institution that would be a little more on guard. I mean, no, you know, he could have just hopped into it, you know, he didn't necessarily have to open the door, but... I guess we have to suspend disbelief there, but yes, most people yeah. would not let this guy into right. their car, you yeah. know, like... Yeah, but, you know, she's European, and she's just... Well, she's exactly. loving, and, yeah. you know, love, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then, then, <laughs> you get Tom Cruise coming out saying, basically, what the hell is this yeah, guy doing right. in my car? Speaking some sense, at least in this particular yes, scene, yeah. you know. But he finds out he does actually, he must obviously know the car, and then he starts asking questions, and... and rattling off dates and he knows yeah. the mother he knows the father interesting kind of first meeting between the two of them I thought as you kind of brought the brought up the dialogue being a little iffy in the Will scene I thought it was slightly forced here too it was kind of there was a lot of like in between stuff left out you know where it was okay. just kind of they got right to the point a little too quickly where he was right. kind of like what is this guy doing in my car and then all of a sudden he's like oh it used to have brown seats Oh, well, it did used to have brown seats. It's like, no, you would probably just still be furious. Right. What are you doing in the car with my girlfriend? Like, get the hell out of the car. Like, you, you, you know. Right. Now the next kind of step here is to kind of, we're going to see Raymond in his element uh, in his room, which is really the only time we get to see that in the movie. Or the rest of it, he's right. on the road. He's uncomfortable and he's doing the, the books. Yeah. And there's a ton of baseball references in this in this whole movie. Yeah, which is great. You know, Perfect for you. Yes, so. you know, yeah. And, and yeah, no, you're not going to geek out over Baseball stuff, of course I do. And, you know, we just got done with Cuckoo's Nest, which had the big baseball scenes in it, too. But, you know, the, 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 whole, the whole scene as we enter Raymond's room, it starts off with the shot of um, a painting. He has his room, or not a painting, but a picture of uh, Crossley Field. So it's the old Cincinnati Red Stadium where the Bengals used to play. It was open from uh, 19... 
14 and then closed there in 1970. Uh, and then as you have that shot, he's rattling off the who's on first right. stab at Costello. Which we find is what he does when he's uncomfortable or it, there's a yes. change to yeah, his anytime, yeah, anytime he's nervous, uncomfortable. It's a change of his routine in any way, he recites that. Yeah, so... Uh, Which, by the way, is... Uh, if you're interested, that's actually called um, scripting. It, okay. Auti yeah, autistics yeah. do a thing called scripting where they repeat things over and over again, uh, like the who's on first thing. Or um, He also does another thing ca called um, ecolalia. It's uh, when you repeat what the, what somebody just said. So when, when Charlie will say something like, we're going to go to Kmart, he'll be like, oh, we're going to go to Kmart. He'll repeat what you just said. Yeah, yeah, so Charlie Babbitt. So, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely, definitely so, doing this. Definitely doing exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. uh, so scripting is what he does when he's doing the who's on first, and that's uh, that's a very common thing with autistics. And, and the other one is ecolalia. Ecolalia. Yeah. You couldn't find a word like script. I know, right? I know, no. That, that one's a little more complicated. You know? Um, and that's shocking, or you know, and that's when they just repeat what was just said, they and over and over again, you know, and that it's. It, it's all self-soothing things, you know, to to get them back to a place where they can function. Now he he being um, we always got to watch our pronouns around here. He mm -hmm. being Dustin Hoffman spent a tremendous amount of time with actual autistic patients. Well, to get so he has a he has a good grasp here of the performance of what is he's portraying. absolutely amazing, but it does um, have some flaws. I'm lucky enough to be married to somebody who's a clinical psychologist and very well versed in autism. Uh, and she watched it with me, some of it. And the thing she noticed is that Dustin Hoffman, he obviously did a lot of research and portrayed the traits very well. However, it's not realistic necessarily that one person with autism would have all, all of these of traits, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so they wouldn't necessarily all be doing scripting or the ecolalia I was talking about, or also stimming. Uh, stimming is when he was rocking back and forth. Yeah. That, that's also a soothing thing. Or even the hitting himself. Yeah, so he went, so, and, and it makes, it kind of makes sense in the sense where, you know, he's going to all of these facilities and, and meeting with all these families. And seeing all these different And he's traits. bringing it all into one character. And right. yeah, that doesn't necessarily make sense in that. Exactly. He's, but, he's but it's entertaining as hell. Yeah, and, and, and in 1988, you know, you may not have the best grasp we don't know autism in 1988 as we do today. Right, exactly. Like it's, the awareness has, has Correct. grown tremendously. Right. And, I mean, I think that this movie in itself did a good... A big service. Yeah, absolutely. Service absolutely. For, absolutely. For autism. That, um, that's... A, that's I, I have that as one of my uh, points, is that, you know, I think it wasn't on anybody's... Uh, the radar in our popular culture, autism, before this movie. And it really, after that, people were, were aware of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I think he took the things that were probably uh, translated to his acting the best. And the, those things, yes, a real person in real life wouldn't have all these traits necessarily, but it, it works in the performance. And they can kind of get a grasp, okay, this is what this might look like. You know, this is what somebody might do, you know? Yeah, and now, uh, obviously, this character is a savant, which was the main purpose of why this movie was made. But uh, how often is that Right. That's a good. That's a good question. It's not somebody with uh, this kind of uh, severe. I have another point. A severe autism wouldn't necessarily be a savant or be gifted in any way. Th this person happened to be, and that does ha that does happen as a result of autism sometimes. But that's not that's not like common or or even it's not that common. 
you know, that that's a special, obviously right. a special case, which is why this guy wrote this script screenplay yes. in the first place, you know. Right, it's, yeah, this is, yeah, not, not, yeah. Every, not every... But it can happen, it definitely can happen. Yeah. They're sitting, watching the Ducks, and uh, he's, hey, you want to go to a Dodger game? We'll go to a Dodger game. You want to see uh, Fernando, Fernando Venezuela pitch? Oh, Fernando Venezuela, he, 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 he's off, he doesn't pitch to Wednesday. He's like, he doesn't pitch to Wednesday. Okay, then we'll go, we'll go, we don't have to go today, we'll go Wednesday, yeah. you know. And, you know, there's at least one person that we know who will, you know, just pull these baseball right. stats, these sports yeah. stats at you, like, you know, memorizing the backs of Absolutely. the baseball cards. And you just, yeah. you hear that as it's like, eesh, okay. He didn't, he didn't he, have 128 strikeouts. He had 126 strikeouts. I'm so sorry. What you know, I can, what, from what I understand, it's the, uh, the amount of focus somebody with autism has. They, they, they hyper-focus on things, right? And that, that really lends itself to memory, obviously, yeah. right? You're hyper-focused on that you remember every detail of it. And that's where that comes. So it is connected to the to the autism, but not necessarily. Doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily mean every person with autism is going to have a special right. ability. You know, and, and you watch you watch this movie and you see like the, the scene with the toothpicks where she drops all the toothpicks yeah. and counts them immediately. And I'm sure you're you're watching that and you're you know, oh come on, he's really got to count all those toothpicks. It's a little outrageous. But I'll tell you this, you know, you may say there may be people saying the same thing with the baseball cards. Not remembering what order they're in, or how can you remember that number of that? What I, I mean, I guess I, I know someone who who will literally say, "Oh no, Matt Scherzer has uh, three hundred and thirty-two yeah. strikeouts, right. not three hundred two hundred twenty-one." And yeah. you look, he's like, "Geez, how does he know the human one, brain in the middle of the season? How does he know exactly how many strikeouts Max Scherzer has?" You the know, like, human like, brain has is a very complex apparatus, and yeah. it's capable of a lot more than we understand. So it, it's not unlikely that 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 could be. I don't think that's that unrealistic at all. The other things that were interesting about about just the uh, kind of the, the language is they call them uh, there was one point they call him an idiot savant which is so date like a dated term <laughs> never you know, use that now they uh, kind of they kind of stop themselves in that movie don't they I they he, might I think he, he says some people or they used to call them oh, idiot savant okay, so even yeah. like there you can even see like the onset of PC in there you know like, even, like, <laughs> even in idea yeah, they, of course they, well, the they they're aut autistic around, like, savant which again is a dated term yes they turn it to autistic savant yeah, yeah, they that's used to a dated call term, it idiot yeah. savant and right. now autistic savant is a dated term autistic savant right? is, is a dated term wow. um, yeah it's <clears> interesting it, it, you know I think it at the time it did it did a good some a service but uh, it definitely some of that stuff doesn't age well but I mean listen are you really going to hold a, a movie accountable for every single thing? You know, it's like... Yeah, I mean, that is a debate. And listen, there's plenty of movies on this list that we'll get to. You yeah. know, one of them is Gone with the Wind. And there's people today that want to curse Gone with the Wind because of how it handles some of the racial tones to it. Okay. Um, Whereas others consider it, you know, one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. How these things age. I mean, are... The, this, the Oscar started in 1927. It's 2020. Yeah. It's almost 100 years. It is. Yeah, it's just about 100 years. So the amount of... Social change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, just radicals. Sure. The changes that this country has gone through are enormous, and the art is going to tell the story. Yeah. That's like one, of the, one of the cool things about what we're doing here is that we're going to kind of get a little... A little feel of that and right now we're talking late 80s and you know next week we're going to be talking about crash in the mid 2000s and know? by and the way if this movie had gone different this movie could have been a disaster if it was handled differently i think it was handled as sensitively as it could have been i see now that's another thing that i i had Every written time. down here too is it's 
it's very often easy to look at these movies and say, all right, it was this, it could have done this, they should have done that, but sometimes you have to take a step back and realize this could have been a train wreck. I mean, you look at like the, they made it, <laughs> if they made a, a joke out of it. Yeah, way, well, you could or... go the Ben Stiller Tropic Thunder, you know, uh, going full, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah like it. And they referenced this movie in that, uh, but um, <laughs> they do. Yeah, right. they, yeah, he goes, well, yeah. well, you know, Rain Man, it was Academy uh, Award. Yeah, 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 right, Academy Award. In the first episode, we were discussing Departed, the all-star cast, twelve named actors. How easily that could have gone wrong. You know, and that's already happened. It's called Ocean's Eleven, Thirteen, Fourteen. But you know, the the score. You know, like movies like that just usually aren't very good. Yeah. And it, it's you spend all they spent the majority of that movie, the majority of the budget of that movie on the acting. Yeah, exactly. On and on the on the cast, not the that's acting, it. the cast. Yep. You know, usually they come in and mail it in. So, but yeah, this movie it really could have been super rough. I think it was done with a, a lot more sensitivity than. It seems just because of the time it came out. Levinson, when he was shooting this, made sure that when he shot all of the interactions between Cruz and Hoffman, that he shot it from the profile. Because he didn't... Dustin Hoffman's character does not make eye contact when Correct. he talks. So That's if smart. you're having a dialogue watching a movie, you can't shoot it with the two of them looking at each See, other. That they have just to have... Dude, that just shows you the sensitivity and the, and the, the thoughtfulness that they took. You know that. Yeah. That's that's absolutely right. The right move. Yeah. Plus, Dustin Hoffman has a wonderful profile. Like <laughs> he really has a distinct profile. It's yeah. Cruz. Cruz too. Those those, yeah. those schnozzes really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was uh, it was not short of schnoz. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin Hoffman is gonna come up here in future podcasts. He's in. Kramer versus Kramer, where he wins Great movie. Best Actor. Um, he's in Midnight Cowboy. I don't know if you've seen Midnight Cowboy seen with John Boy. Another great one. We're going to get into plenty of Dustin Hoffman in the future, so we're not going to go too crazy on his body of work today. But I do want to talk Tom Cruise, because this is our only Tom Cruise movie here on this list. So right? you get to... Yes, he's not in any other Best Picture like, movie. Oh, Born on the Fourth of July. Is Born in the Bush is nominated, yeah, doesn't yeah. win. Um, Jerry Maguire's nominated, doesn't win. I When I look at... Tom Cruise's body of work, and I did this recently with a couple of a couple of friends. I don't think people realize the run that he went on no. from the mid '80s to the early 2000s. I mean, not only is the list of movies like wildly impressive, there's no misses. Like, there's no even the ones that may not be the best movie are enjoyable to watch. In or some it's way, super or, notable, or it was huge or he's in the box great office, in it. or he's great in it. Yeah, I think his recent. <laughs> career overshadows all the amazing things he's actually done yeah yeah i mean he's listen he's always been a blockbuster guy like he's not he's not just like he, he never really had yeah, his like, but kind of artsy he did he did take more chances i mean look at a movie like vanilla sky which i know a lot of people don't like i happen to like it but uh that's not a that's not a blockbuster movie necessarily that's a strange no, but movie. that's but that's an oscar movie so it's like even if even if the movie that he didn't that he was in wasn't a huge hit. It at least was nominated for an Oscar. He yeah. was nominated for three Oscars, twice for lead and once for supporting. So I'm gonna want to start this. We're gonna just kind of run through this and just kind of just to get a feel for it, just really how impressive his run was. So I'm gonna start it in the early '80s. I'm gonna start with Top Gun. All right, so we we'll start with Top Gun, and that's 1986. Now before Top Gun, we'll just throw them out there as a 
we still have all the right moves, yeah. Risky Business and The Outsiders, which are all three yeah. mega hits. And I think the Risky Business might even kind of be one of his most iconic scenes. Absolutely. The, the, the underwear scene. Yeah, first. sliding out and, yeah, and, and all the right, right moves. All right, so we're going to start with Top Gun, 1986. Uh, I wonder if you're going to name one of my... I'm literally just going to name every movie he's been in. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm not well, going to... I'll let you know skipping, which the, yeah, one, the one I really love. Anything. And the new Top Gun... He does Gun, a Scorsese movie, and I'm a big fan, so... Did the new Top Gun come and go, or did it not come I, out yet? I, I don't think it's come out yet. It's not out yet. Okay. Yeah, I, I hope not, if it did. Yeah, I mean, jeez. Uh, yeah, so now it looks like it comes out sometime later in this year. Okay, we we'll start with Top Gun in 1986. Okay, also in 1986, he does Color Money. There you okay. go. Scorsese. Right yeah. Scorsese. Uh, Paul Newman. Paul Newman. One, um, it's one of my favorite movies. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I have not seen it. So oh, yeah, that's oh, we, we gotta watch that one together. List. That's a good one. Um, winner of one Oscar. Uh, what did it win for? Paul Newman leading role. Great. Um, nominated uh, Mary Elizabeth uh, Mastrantonio Ma was yeah. the supporting actress. Mm -hmm. Nominated doesn't win best screenplay and then best art direction. Uh, Scorsese does not get the nomination. Yeah, director. Yeah, it's um, not one of his. He know. is nominated the year that Rain Man is. He's so Barry Levinson wins best director. Scorsese is nominated for best director for Last Temptation of Christ, which I've never with seen. With Willem Dafoe, I haven't seen either. I just when I was kind of looking at looking at that, it's, it's funny to see his name mm -hmm. pop up when that movie isn't really nominated for anything else. Yeah. Um, all right, so we have Top Gun, Color of Money, Cocktail, which yeah, we close to home hit. for both of us, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, come on, yeah. you know, Great the, movie. I mean, you know, the he's he's back there pumping the music up with the so that's uh, a movie addicted to love. I mean, come on, that's a movie where it is very very dated. In a lot of ways. Sure, sure. Still, and a, a cult classic. I think if an eight, you know, like I a, think if an eighteen-year-old is watching that, they're like, "What the hell is this?" You know, but like, I love it. You know, it's great. Oh god, uh, fun stuff. All right, Rain Man's next. Um, so when Rain Man comes out, I mean, he's he's done a few blockbuster, you know, hits with the, the all the right moves. Top Gun, Risky Business, Cocktail, yeah, Rain yeah. Man. So he's a, he's like, a, he's on top of the world. I mean, yeah, at that point. he takes off after this too. Like, I mean. So you have you have eighty eight. He does cocktail and Rain Man. The following year, he's born on the Fourth of July, which is his first nominee, right? Best leading role. Uh, that's of course oh. Oliver Stone's Vietnam epic. He does Days of Thunder in nineteen ninety. Huge hit. Yeah. Big race car movie. Probably the least notable, but is notable in the sense it's where he meets his his future ex wife, Nicole Kidman, and far and away. Wait, did they they were in Days of Thunder together. Are they in Are they in yeah. Days of Thunder? Oh, she's so, in. Da she's the love interest in Days of Thunder. So are they? But I think they get. I thought they got married right after Far and Away. That could be. But she's definitely in Days of Thunder. Oh. No question. Okay. All right. Yeah. So all right. So they're on set together. Maybe they're married on set. And together they might. And they maybe. And they, yeah, they probably do the movie because they're getting together on Far and Away. Yeah. Which right. Right. Is a such a chick flick. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of like a um, manifest destiny. I, I think I watched that movie in like a history class one time, which is ridiculous to think about. You know, Catholic school education. There you go. I, you know what I watched in in history class in high school? Um, Apocalypse Now. Really? I had a teacher was who was in class? Vietnam. <laughs> history. Oh, I had a was teacher he, was who was in Vietnam. From, was he suffering from post? -war yes, he was. Oh he used to. If you if you would like not paying attention, he used to take a. Like a stapler and throw it across the room to the brick wall to wake you up. Uh, like geez. he was mental, and he made us watch Apocalypse Now. We were like fourteen or fifteen, something crazy. Far and away, a few good men, 
great movie. Awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, also nominated for Best Picture. So this yeah. is another. He's he's mm-hmm. he's, he's kind of in there for yeah, a while, yeah. but never really you know yeah. gets the. Like he's being taken seriously. He's just he, not quite right. getting there. Yeah. The Firm. Yeah. Is the John Grisham uh, adaptation Interview with the Vampire. Huge um, movie. Yeah, big one. You know, Christian Slater, Brad Pitt in yep. that one too. Yep, yep. yep. Christian Slater, Brad Pitt, Kirsten um, Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, young Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Next one's the one that spawns the major platform is Mission Impossible, 1996. Yeah, which is, you know, that's not, those aren't my kind of movies necessarily. Not necessarily but, uh, mine either, but we have number seven coming out and he's been in them all. Yeah. Oh my you God, know, so. Really. Now, how so many, like, how many actors have been, like, major actors have been in, like, every single movie of a platform like that? Like, seven movies? I mean, you're talking like, even Iron like, Man, you're talking... Even, like, Tobin Bell wasn't in all the jigsaws, you know, like, I mean... Wolverine, you know, you got... Yeah, not, but he's not, not in all the... How many Wolverines are there, though? He is. He's not in all the X-Men, though. He is, isn't he? He's been in a lot. It doesn't matter. It's yeah, unimportant. He is in a lot but of your point is valid. Like, yeah, but like, he's not... stuck with them straight yeah, through. Seven right. Mission Impossible. Rambo! How many Rambos are there? There's got to be close to that. Or Rockies. Yeah. Rambo. I don't know if Stel- Sylvester Stallone counts because he's not doing anything else. Like he just, He's just Rambo Rambo Rocky. Rocky. Rambo Rocky. That's Rambo all he does. Rambo yeah. Classic. All right, so we got uh, a few good men firm. Interview with the member. Mission Impossible. Jerry Maguire is next. Yep. Nominated Huge for Best hit. Actor. Yep. Um, best Picture too, right? Nominated for Best Picture, yeah. It wins, obviously, Cuba Gooding Jr. wins for Supporting Actor. That might be the only one. It's the only award that that movie won. Cuba Gooding Jr. was also nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Screenplay, Best Film Editing. Doesn't take home any of those. Jerry Maguire leads into um, Stanley Kubrick's final movie, Eyes Wide Shut. Also Nicole Kidman. Also Nicole Kidman. I think that's probably closer to the end of their relationship uh, uh yeah because it there's a lot that's played out in that movie that i think mirrored what was going on in real life i want to say it might even have been over at that point it might have been they had some weird stuff going on in that one that's a weird movie but i mean i like it i like kubrick and everything but it's a, that's a strange one for sure yeah um, and the, 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 the scenes between those two were very like interesting and tense there's yeah. some tension there for sure yeah i mean I I sit here and Google how long they were married and when they were married from, but I don't care. Yeah, so, I don't care either. <laughs> we'll let everyone scream and yell at home. But, but say, no, <laughs> no, they met at Days of Thunder and they divorced before Eyes Wide Shut. Okay, <laughs> next we we mentioned this briefly, Magnolia, which I think uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. I think is an awesome movie. Yeah. I should rewatch that one. It's been a uh, while. Yeah. Uh, uh, an all star cast that works, mm-hmm. and he plays an asshole in that. Yeah. <laughs> in that movie, um, but kind of. Kind of has this, like a similar like where he's got the daddy. I think he's got like daddy issues, and then like kind of yeah finds himself a little bit exactly. to the end there. Finds some he's healing. Like the mo- he's like the, the hateful redemption. motivational speaker, right? I right. think yeah. yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible Two is next. Um, I'm gonna scoff at those. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. I disappear. Metallica on the soundtrack. Vanilla Sky you brought up, um, which I really like. I haven't seen. Uh, you never seen. I don't it? even know what it's about. It could be about a candy it's shop. It's very hard to explain, but a it's a self-indulgent I, I and vain it. publishing magnate finds his privileged. Lo- I mean, Penelope just, Cruz, isn't it? Yeah, and she's nominated. Dude, it's uh, a good movie. She's I like it for uh, an acting. Upended after a vehicular accident with a resentful lover, which is Cameron Diaz. Why don't we see enough of Penelope Cruz these days? Where's Penelope Cruz gone? I think she does Spanish movies. It's yeah, she's off. Spanish she's off doing language the, movies. Um, yeah. European movies. Minority Parts next. Super awesome. Yeah, you know, that. um, that's a good action movie. That's what I like for sure. Yeah. Then we have he does that little cameo in Austin Powers Goldmember. Oh um, yeah. He plays uh, I think 
He plays Austin Powers. He plays like the future. They they like they, right. the movie within the movie. And oh Kevin, yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin Spacey's Doctor Evil, uh, right. which is shockingly uh, accurate. And then you have uh, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, yeah uh, uh, you have he is art imitating life. Uh, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Last Samurai, which I did not see, but I heard I, it, I heard it's a good it's okay. one. It's okay. Yeah, I think that's when he thought he was getting the Oscar for it. Just didn't. Yeah, no. They did not go to school. <laughs> Collateral, which is... Jamie Foxx. With Jamie Foxx. Yeah. That's a cool movie. Yeah, that's a good, decent one. Uh, War of the Worlds, which I hated. Was all beyond awful. Yeah, we're in 2005 now, so this is where things kind of start to go. Taper off. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Mission Impossible 3. I don't know Lions for Lambs. This is now... So this is... So Never we've gotten to... We've gotten to 2007 from 1986, which is 20 years... Where every movie he was in was notable to me. Yeah, you know where they're right. all like either yeah, right. either a box. Like even War of the Worlds, I didn't like it, but it was a box office. Yeah, smash. of course, of course. Yeah, um, it's crazy. You know, Vanilla yeah. Sky, not a huge hit, but it's nominated for an Oscar. So it's like, right. You know, Lions and Lambs is kind of the first one where yeah, I don't I never know much about. It, Nexus Tropic Thunder, which is which he's phenomenal in. Yeah, by the way, great, great. <laughs> he's like arguably the funniest part of the movie. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, so good. And now we kind of get that kind of marks like the later cruise, you know. So now you get into 2010. Now we have Valkyrie, Night and Day, Mission Impossible, Ghost Valkyrie Protocol. Valkyrie was was reviewed pretty well. I don't. I've never actually seen it, but but a big war movie guy. Listen, like the classics, like yeah. This is definitely the next phase in his career where he's getting into Jack Reacher, Edge of Tomorrow. These are like all like I think it was one of those things where his movies just always make money but like yeah. they're not really notable and like, I think he just has so much creative license where he's like alright I'm gonna, gonna play a guy who's gonna jump from yeah, building to building like, and you know do backflips and and this is like uh, RDB who was on our um, Departed episode these are all his favorite movies so if, if you got really mad at all he his he loves those yeah, yeah he loves that? Edge of Tomorrow and he I loves, happen to uh, know RDB and he, <laughs> there's something wrong with him I don't know what's, <laughs> what's going on there but uh, um but, uh, you know, so for everyone at home who's really a good fella fan and ultra mad at him for all the good fella bashing. And, and you are a I'm huge, a good huge fan. I made you watch yeah, it. Yeah, I saw it with you. I saw it with you. And um, I'm, in, I'm in between you two with it. Like, I see his points and I see your points. And it's not, to me, is not like, I don't consider it an all-time great movie. Um, well, I don't consider it a bad movie. Watching like, it with you actually gave me a weirdly different perspective, Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Similar to when I watched... Like something like Star Wars with somebody who had never seen it before, but they were an adult when they've seen it. Mm-hmm. So like I was a certain age when I saw Goodfellas, right. and you got to remember, it was so ahead of its time. There was nothing else like it at the time. Like it was so sophisticated in a way that didn't exist before. So yeah. when 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 I saw it, I was like, "Whoa, my god!" And that carries stays with you. If you see it as an adult in twenty eighteen or nineteen or twenty. There's so much sophisticated art out there that, like, you've seen probably better things since then, you know? Yeah. Well, so I think that it, that's, like, a cool point. There's a nostalgia factor. To, and Star Wars is the same thing. Like, my like my wife watched it. She's like, this is, what is this? It's a joke. And I'm like, she's like, it's comical. I'm like, no, no. You don't yeah. understand. It's Star Wars. Yeah. It was, but at the time, it was like Buck Rogers and shit. There was yeah. nothing like that yeah. at the time, yeah. you know? And, and, I mean, obviously, Star Wars ages pretty well we're in like a star wars i've watched right it now. recently the original one yeah and it is if you look at it it looks like it came out recently yeah like, it does it looks great it's crazy um, yeah i probably saw it about a year ago kids today are, are watching it like what do you have like the mandalorian yeah. and all, all yeah, this stuff that's out yeah, yeah. it was so far beyond its time it's not even it's not even funny 
But still, when you watch it as a an adult and you've never seen it before, you're like, I mean, yeah, it's, it what's looks, going on? It's here? like a joke. It yeah. looks comical. The acting's not great. You know, the the effects are not like they are now. Yeah. So it's like I get it. You have to. You kind of have to have a, the same a, thing. a little bit of a sentimental tie to it. Um, but yes. yeah, so but I think that's like when we're talking about a lot of these old movies, and and we'll, we'll ultimately get there with this too. Is it's like, do they hold up? And like, is it relevant? So it's like, okay, we can sit here and say, well, there's so much more sophisticated art today. It goes, yeah, but when I throw on The Godfather, I'm not looking at anything out today that's anywhere close to as sophisticated as The Godfather I is. I can name a million movies like that, Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so, so w- w- that's what all of these movies are striving for. And so, if the answer is the Goodfellas is not that, then there's a gap there, and that's what you know we're trying to kind of get yeah, to the bottom of. I, I hear you. Yeah. Does the movie age well? It does the movie hold up today? Could it be released, re-released in theaters today and get people to go out and see it? Well, you, you and I watched uh, R- uh, Bridge Over the River Kwai, right? Which is another one of my uh, favorites. That's a that's a best picture, right? It is the best picture. Ever. Uh, I mean. While I enjoyed it, I don't think a a millennial, like a 20-year-old, is going to watch that and enjoy it. I really do I just don't. I just think it just, I, you know how I know? I think the average, I think the average, the average person that age, I would agree. The average person, right. But I think that if, but you know, someone interested in film, a high school student interested in film, will watch that and appreciate that's it. That's true. It doesn't make it a bad movie. I'm just saying that it, it's hard. I have a three-year-old, or approximately that. Uh, she has seen stuff like Frozen, which is... I mean, if you've seen the animation, it looks real. Like, it's crazy how, how amazing yeah. the animation is. She goes from that to seeing, like, the oldest stuff that we grew up with, like Pinocchio or one of those... She is not remotely. Is interested. that right? See, now that that's interesting to me. Yeah. Like so, it, so have you have you shown what old Disney ones have you shown her? Uh, Beauty and the Beast held up. She liked that okay, one. Yeah, but that's we're talking nineties there. We're not, we're not yep, talking yep. Pinocchio. But uh, did you show her Pinocchio? Pinocchio's scary. Uh, she did. She, honestly, she lost interest. In the okay. Part. Yeah. Uh, any of the old the old ones, 80s, 70s ones, she doesn't like them. Like Beauty and uh, not Beauty and the Beast. Um, Name some of the. Um, well, we got like Cinderella, Snow White. Snow got, White's number one. Snow White, no. Lion, Lion King, huh? no. No Lion King, dude. The the stuff now, it it just. But Lion looks, King's after. I know, man. It, I think yeah, the music is part of it. Too. There's yeah, a there's musical the music. part. And there's of the, it. you know the the girls like the the girl leads. You know, you get True. the princesses. But and, there's something about the. Um, the animation, I'm telling you, there's something about the look of it. It looks old. The animation in in Lion King is not bad. It's not as Beauty and the Beast is really good, like. But it's but it's also, it comes good. out like four four years after Beauty yeah, and the Beast. I know, dude. I'm yeah. telling you, no, Beauty and the Beast. Does I can tell. Yeah, there's I, I, there, I can tell. I can see her glazing over <laughs> when she's watching this old stuff. Yeah. Because the new stuff is so stimulating too. It's just so they look real yeah, and interesting. It's a totally yeah, different thing. So I think I think in that way, there is, I I have that problem. You know, I'm a certain age, but. I can't watch a movie like you do it, like a mm. movie from the fifties or sixties. Yeah. I have a hard time, man. Black and white. Like, we'll have to get you on for Wings, nineteen twenty-seven, the silent uh, black and white. Well, let's get back to Rain Man yeah. here. All right, so Charlie and Raymond hit the road. He's now like essentially like kidnapped him, uh, but <laughs> oh, yeah. sort of, but not really. But it's pretty it, much. It, there's like a ransom call, but he's not sure if it's really ransom because it might not be a kidnap. But he just wants half the three million. The 1.5 that he's owed. That he thinks he's owed. And he, yes, he feels entitled to. Right? He's now learning what life with Raymond is all about. And it's kind of like, it's kind of awesome. 
in the sense like as big of a dick as Tom Cruise is, is like Raymond is not deterred from his from reaching his daily expectations. Right. Like he's that his schedule is a schedule, and it, there, no one will shake him from this. He is. Uh, Wapner in 13 minutes. Wapner's starting in 13 minutes in people's court. Um, he, he has his uh, schedule and, and it, it's his routines. His bed by the window. And that is very well done by them. That the, the People on the spectrum on that level need routine. And yeah. he is disrupting every routine <laughs> this guy has. You know, like, and, and I give, I give um, Charlie some credit here in the sense that like, some of these outrageous food requests in the middle of nowhere. Green he's Jello, getting, green Jello, tapioca pudding, <laughs> yeah. eight fish sticks. You know, he's a, he's finding these things. It's almost like a you know the frustration. You they do. It's a good. It's well done in that the frustration level of someone that's a typical person would would find this would be very frustrating. I mean, yeah. Plus, yeah. plus he's on a time crunch. He owes people money. Yep. He's got to get back to California. Yep. Like so, he's but he's got to find cheese balls and green jello. Yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> and he can't go on the. There's a whole there's a whole scene where they can't leave the hotel motel because it's in the rain. He doesn't yeah. go on the rain. Uh, he doesn't go on the rain. He's like, you know what? Top you take a shower. Down. What does he say? You take you take a shower, don't you? And yeah, he's like, right. well, that's inside. That's he's inside. Like, yeah. Oh, right. that's the end and of that then, conversation. And the top's got to be down, so they're driving to the desert. It's scorching. He's got to put like, he's got to put the to, put this. Uh, you know, that's where like the, the levity really comes in. Yeah, you know? like it's really. I, I love when he's putting the suntan lotion on him, and it's like he's like, no, no. He's like, well, do you want me to put the top up? No. no. He's <laughs> exactly. like, well, one or the other. He's like, uh, and he's like. It's slippery. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm talking about. Like him being childlike. Like yeah. that. That's how my three year old is. Like, well, do you want the top down or do you want the lotion? Yeah. On? One or the one other. Or the other. You no, one. Yeah. You know, like he is childlike in that way. You know? Yeah. There's three major diner scenes, and I think that you can kind of watch the relationship between the three of them. Yeah. It, the relationship it's in three very different places. Yeah. You know, one is on the extreme end. One is on the kind of like changing stage, and then you have the the final one. But um, you get this like half-assed parenting job that Charlie's trying to do where he's, you know, no, no, we, you, you can use the, the toothpicks in the hotel, but in the diner, we use utensils. And it's just like, no, no, toothpicks. You know, yeah. he's like, all right, get him the toothpicks. You know, like, <laughs> this, this, he just gives up. And then, then, of course, you have the famous, the famous toothpick scene where the yeah. drops and, and counts and there's four left in the box. And You know what kind of struck me is that, like, you know, in my head, having seen it years ago I was like the toothpick part is where he understands what this guy is capable of like the gifts this guy has that's actually not the case it takes him a few a few there's a few different clues until he gets like oh my god this guy's like a genius yeah it's, I mean it's, even it's, when he first meets him and he's rattling off dates he's rattling off his yeah. mother's birthday or mother's death date and his the home address where his dad used to live, all that, you know. He's exhibiting um, this gift, but Charlie yeah, isn't really picking it up. Charlie's you know? very self-consumed. He's very. And he's very, like, yeah. goal-oriented in what he's interested in and not, exactly. you know. This diner scene, he's super hostile. He's berating him. Yeah, yes, he's, he's berating him. He's yelling at him. He's grabbing his neck. Yeah. I love this. I love the scene of him taking out the book and documenting documenting him, <laughs> grabbing him. Yeah. And then he takes a book. Let me, you know, look at <laughs> I, I did not do this. It's like, what did they just, yeah, yeah, you did. You know, it's, it's just really, that's, yeah, there's a little levity there too. They couldn't be further apart 
in that first diner right. scene where they're he's abusive. Yeah. You know, he's nasty. He's just really not There's a good no guy. ability for him to understand any any of what's going on, really. No. He's he needs he he's a tool that he needs to accomplish a goal and that's it. He's yeah, not a person. And, and you know, it he's not even a person almost, really at that point. You know, for him. I don't necessarily think that this is the case, but it almost makes you wonder like, you know, is he abusive with Susanna? You know, like because you just see him you see him so hostile. And well, he's hostile to her too, and the, even the first scene, the first couple of scenes of the movie, when she's on the phone and he's, he's, yeah, clapping, yeah, right? yeah. Like that, yeah. That's so you like, wonder if there is, if there is. They, that they there. make a point to show him a close-up of his hands doing that. Like she's not again not a person; she's a, a tool to get yeah. Him done and what and he needs you to know, do. and so she ultimately she is she leaves them. On their little road trip, she goes. I'm done with you. Yeah. You're, 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 you're being an insensitive dick. Yeah, like, you're you're taking you know? this guy away from his routine. You're yeah. not. Yeah, so you get peace. And then you know, and then they have that apology scene later. It makes you wonder: Have we had these apology calls in the past? Like you know, it seemed like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that this right. is you know an ongoing thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the first diner scene, and and um, he gets that first inclination of it. Then he kind of takes him. It's kind of that uh, that odd scene where he takes him to the doctor. Yeah, the psychiatrist. Uh, it wasn't a psychiatrist. He was. It was like he a couldn't doctor. find a psychiatrist. Yeah, he just goes to a doctor. medical doctor. Took a doctor. And the nurse, you Didn't know, know what what's wrong with him? She said, and, and, and he's autistic. He's artistic, you know, <laughs> which, you know, yeah. is uh, a um, becomes a self. It's, a, it's also a very. That's a very annoying scene. There's also an old man just rambling on so, right next to him. Yeah, for yeah. the entire scene. Yeah. So here's the deal with that. So they're traveling around. And they're in wherever they're in. They're getting something either. And that old guy is a member of that town. And he's in there rambling on and on about this Pony Express story. And they're like listening to him. So, yep, the Pony Express. Back in the time. Or this, the, the, the. And he was like, wait a minute. Time out. Like, cameras, roll. Boom. He goes, go, go, go back to what you're doing. Oh, really? And they, and they shot him. Just going on and on and on. They're like, this, they're like this is per- this is a great scene. So like, so he's in the waiting room. They just sat him down there and they just rolled cameras. <laughs> is that and right? That guy was an author- That guy was playing himself. Like he was just <laughs> telling this old story about the Pony Express. The Pony well, Express used to roll through this town. It, it is a weird scene, but it, it's like it, kinda... annoyed, it actually annoyed the shit out of me. Like <laughs> that's I can't believe that that was just like an impromptu thing. You yeah. Know, like... Well, that is the kind of one of the cool feels of this movie is like. It is shot. The movie's shot in sequence. It's shot yeah. in sequence. Each oh, really? Thing, yeah. So it's shot in sequence for right from they leave. Really? And oh, they wow. are going on this road trip. Barry Levinson said that like his wife is with him, pregnant, and they don't know what town their son's going to be born oh, in. Oh my god! Because really? they're filming about, on this road trip. Who knows and what hospitals is, are around? Yeah, and he like, is born Jesus. along the way in that road trip. Oh my god! Uh, wow, yeah. So, um, so this is just one of the characters they meet along the way. And he's like, "Oh, we got to get this guy. This yeah, is yeah. great. Like this guy sucks." You Yo, know? dude, you're <laughs> sucking the life out of me. I wasn't <laughs> yeah. even there. And then you go in, and now we start to learn his mathematical abilities. Well, a that's bit. that's he pulls out. I'm sure you love that big calculator he pulled out. I mean, yeah, that's, that's your, the old Meg's head yeah. calculator yeah. is kind yeah. of going yeah. on there, um, yeah. and yeah, that's um, a that's a really important scene. That's when that when uh, Charlie really realizes, wait, this he has a disability. Yeah. Like, yeah, he can. Most yeah. human beings don't have, you yeah. know. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then he, that's a great line too. He goes, "He should be working for NASA." I know. Goes, uh, when you when you buy sorry, a candy bar, I, I, I talk over you. Wait, repeat it. Yeah. No, like, yeah, I should. Uh, he should be working for NASA. And he goes. You have a candy bar that's 70 cents and you pay a dollar. How much do you have left over? 
Oh, oh no, he's like, how much does a candy bar cost? $100. $100. How much does that car down there cost? $100. $100 like, right. Well, no NASA. No, yeah, <laughs> no, NASA. so much for NASA. Yeah, that's <laughs> so good. much for NASA, yeah. that's what he says. It's a yeah, classic it's line, dude. I um, mean, there's some funny moments. Yeah. The next diner scene is going to lead into our casino scene, which is obviously the most memorable yeah. part of this movie. Absolutely. Before we get there, we're going to talk about kind of the turn of this movie where mm-hmm. we kind of see the first human part of Charlie. He calls Susanna, he makes up with Susanna. We have our Rain Man reveal, right. as we'll call it. That he um, was, in fact. He hears, yeah, he hears Raymond's kind of mention something about the Rain Man and he goes, whoa, what? Yeah. They put together that he used to sing to him and then they're kind of going through the yeah. Beatles song. Saw her standing there and they're kind of singing together. Really cool, really cool scene. Absolutely, yeah. And you, you get to see the, the human in Charlie really for the first yeah. time. Well, um, I think it's one of those things where he has it inside of him and just is so guarded, you know, through through until this kind of this point and then starts to realize we have this connection and and he lets it go and we get to we get to see a little bit more of who he actually is, you know. Yeah. I don't think that that Charlie that we saw through the rest of the movie is actually him. I think it's, you know, we, he's holding it holding that close to his you know, yeah. close inside. It pulls out the picture. Great song choice, by the way, yeah. to pick, you know, like a Beatles, like a really catchy kind of like um, Ed Sullivan version of a mm-hmm. Beatles song. He's not doing like Baba O'Reilly. I mean, not, not Baba no, O'Reilly. Eleanor like, Rigby. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Eleanor yeah. Rigby. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's like a, it's a nuts and bolts Beatles song. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. uh, and... Probably cost him half the budget. Uh, <laughs> well, I think he sang just enough off key where yeah, it wasn't, yeah, yeah. wasn't totally clear. But he just kind of like this, like he's kind of. It seems like Dustin Hoffman's kind of wavering between whether he wants to like do a great karaoke version or like a real monotone version. Yeah, he like yeah, kind of yeah. dances it, but it's a cool, um, real cool scene of the yeah. two of them singing that. Uh, and then you get that bathtub scene, that which is one of my favorite scenes. One of my favorite scenes in the movie for sure. It's it's shocking and it's jarring, right? And jarring for Charlie, obviously, because he doesn't understand what's happening. Uh, but you realize it's endearing because you realize, you know, Rain Man was looking out for it. That it was really the reason he's all. The reason they don't know each other is because he was. They were afraid that he could harm Charlie and he, you know, he as a baby. I, yeah, and he did. Yeah, I guess is where he I guess, kind of, yeah, yeah, right. He or he could, or he tried to get yeah. in a bath or whatever it was. Something happened. Yeah, and he, they don't really specify what well, it, it tapped is. into the past in a way that they haven't with you know most of his past is just facts and numbers right and and that's his biggest freak out obviously in the movie yeah well um, yeah there's, there's right mostly um, yeah yeah well the other freak out is which we skipped over um which is the whole reason of the road the trip airplane. is the airport i mean that that is an interesting scene in itself because you just think of airports in 1988 versus airports and if you have a man hysterically screaming in the middle of an airport. I mean, they're not, oh, they're not, oh, there's yeah. no, there's no like, oh, he it's all be, good. He'd be tackled like yeah, his quarterback oh, for the, the uh, they would know. be in a windowless yeah. room underneath JFK. <laughs> yeah, no, right. no sight and sound. Times yeah. have but a change. Times they've changed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no Tom Cruise waving up. No, no, he's okay. We're yeah. going to, we're going to yeah, take the bus. That. We're going to take the bus. Yeah. No, I mean, he's shrieking in the middle yeah. of an airport. What's interesting about that airport scene this movie obviously was a movie of the year, super popular. It's and mm-hmm. um, it's shown on a tons of airlines. You know, it's like the movie of the flight. So they cut that scene out for what reason? Because he's talking about plane crashes. Oh, you know, this yeah, but, but, and Qantas yeah, is the only one. Qantas, 
Quantus is the only one that hasn't crashed, which is actually... Oh, his... right. I I didn't even put that together, yeah. right? They talk Quantus about is the only the... one that hasn't crashed. The he statistics. Each, he goes through each airline. <laughs> well, this thing crashes that thing. Crash yeah, on this yeah, thing. Yeah, crash yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So the airlines are like, eh, yeah. we're still... Yeah, they're that. like... But for, it's bad publicity for them, too. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, so, but the director freaked out. Uh, you know, you can't... Well, no, you're going to write to my movie. But you can't... I mean that scene's great. That's a great. It's a well, and his point scene. is, it's the whole reason that they're going on the road trip. Yeah, right. You know, like we're like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, otherwise. it doesn't make sense without it. He lost the whole airline. Industry. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like it went to court or anything, but the airlines it just stood. Didn't show yeah, they're just like yeah. well, no, they showed the movie without the scene, oh, like wow. the added version. Which except, doesn't make any sense. Except for Qantas Airline, which showed the movie in its entirety because your end it is true that that airline has never had to right. this date has never had Wait, a jet there's still an airline it's an australian airline oh yeah it's an australian right. airline uh and they flew the crew uh, all the writers or anyone who cast was part of the thing they they got lifelong flights is from that, uh that's from funny. yeah that's funny um so if they ever wanted to go to yeah. to uh, or they get first class no, i don't think they got it for free but they got to sit <laughs> first class headed to australia so yeah, we have um, the airplane scene, and then we have the bathtub scene. Right? Yeah, those That's, are his two biggest freakouts. Uh, I mean, does then, he have? Uh, and, yeah, he has the uh, the smoke alarm, which is oh, well, sh- yeah. which is to go to some cinematography that's well shot. They do it with the uh, the handheld cam. Right. He's bashing his head against the glass. Well, he's trying to get out. He can't. Well, he can't open the door, and the yeah. chain is is keeping him closed. And uh, but they do a great job of using the handheld, where it's it's you know the camera's mm-hmm. moving up and down a lot. Yeah. And it really gives you a sense of, of anxiety, like oh, yep. something really serious is the happening smoke. here. The smoke, smoke. Yeah, and that's that is the most like different shot scene in the entire movie. It, like, it everything was, else is kind it, of. It stood out to me uh, as one of the uh, uh, different than the rest of the movie was. But it was it really worked well. It made me anxious. Like I was yeah. like, oh, oh he's yeah. freaking get go help him. You know, yeah, like you kind of think that it was going to end up worse than it did. Like. Nothing burned down. He didn't smash his head on the glass. Like there was. It like, just showed. I think it, they were trying to show that that life with Charlie. Yeah, it's not as not what been, you thought. Would would be is more unstable than the life in the institution where everything's controlled. They don't have those yeah. problems. And know, he's like, um and and in, <clears throat> in when he initially takes him, uh, when here we go with the pronouns again. When Charlie initially takes Raymond from the institution, he's on the phone with. No, or maybe he's just talking to Suzanne or whatever. He's like, ah, it's fine. I'll give him this. Like, he wants green jello. Give him green jello. Everything's fine. It's going to be yeah. no problem. Yeah. And then it kind of turns into the, well, I can take care of him. I can take care of him when he starts to get close. Yeah, and yeah. then he learns he can't. It reminded me of a movie, which is not a good movie, but um, but just a memorable movie from from my childhood. Mad Love with Christopher O'Donnell and um, Drew Barrymore. Early yeah, well, 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, way I have no idea. So just uh, the the premise of the movie is is that these two teenagers fall in love with each other. They meet at the, the lake house, mm-hmm. and Christopher O'Donnell falls in love with Drew Barrymore. And Drew Barrymore has been in and out of the, um, the system, the, the mental institutions, yeah. you know. And and mom wants doesn't want him to go in. Dad wants her in. He runs away with her and, and thinks he can. Yeah, he just they run away and they yeah, go. They sense. they go yeah. to Oregon and whatever and to the woods and they camp and they stay. And, and mom and dad are that. like, she's a runaway at this point now, and they're freaking out. And he realizes like in the trip that he's yeah. like, whoa, she's like her episodes are like bizarre, and she finally calls the dad, and the dad's like, you have to understand, she needs her medication. You can't like I love yeah, this yeah. not medication, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, again, not a, not uh, it's probably like a forty percent of Rotten Tomatoes, but <laughs> I just, for whatever reason, I get, like, but I get the yeah, idea. Movie yeah, 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 it's a similar concept where you think 
you're in control and, you know, oh, he's my brother and I'm, I'm going to take care of him. And this, but it's, not, it's not as simple as that. It isn't. However, I, I do think the character, I think he's yearning for a, connect, a family connection of some kind. Yeah. And really wants it to work. And is willing to um, disregard some of the obvious signs that it, it's too hard. It's going to be too hard for him to do it by himself. Yeah. Uh, my my thought in a weird way was like he lives in California. You can't find a home for him in California where he can just visit him like every day. Yeah. You know. True. Like, well, I mean, can we talk about it? that? Like, why? You know, we got to get him into a new routine in this new place. I mean, geez. Say, well, I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, like, yeah, no, you're, you're that's true. That's true. I also can't like a bit I of a hole in like, the uh, I never get like a grasp of how much money Charlie has. Like, it seems like he's living pretty well for a guy with these financial problems. I guess that's when you're when you're running these Ponzi schemes, like, yeah, you're, just, you're just moving money around, money, yeah, you're moving money around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of he has this like in the in the beginning of the movie, he's this well, he's my family and I'm entitled to him, you know. Right. He's my property. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turns, you know, why didn't no one tell me I had a brother? And then it kind of becomes like, well, no one told me I had a brother and I'm spending time with him and it's my right to spend time with him. And then it kind of turns into this, well, he's my only family. It becomes less yeah. about he's my brother, and it becomes more like, well, I'm his brother. Yeah. You know, and then there, there, you get that kind of family connection. He where, actually says, he's like, I deserve more than like a week to get to know him. I should have known yeah. him already. And that's fair. I mean, that it's fair. And to, like, he gets a check at one point from the, um, the head of the institution. And, and that's the turning point of him is where he kind of turns the money away. Yeah. He, he, it's he, not about that anymore. Yeah, he really doesn't, even, doesn't even look at it. You know? No. That, the, the one criticism I have with that is that in six days, this guy went from that extreme Charlie at the beginning to just turning to this, away a check to turning away yeah. uh, what 150 grand or whatever or 250 grand yeah, or whatever it was, was yeah. that, that seems a little quick you know it does now if you're if you're kind of you know that I, I would imagine that Rain Man scene though probably hit pretty hard the tub scene yeah, I mean, literally, you find out that you, what you thought was your imaginary friend was really your older brother yeah. that you never knew you had. Yeah. And it was this guy who this whole time you thought was this just mental midget who you were just, like, dragging around the country. You found out, like, well, no, no, this guy was my source of peace and my source yeah. of tranquility. Yeah. You know, and um, he literally was the person who made him feel safe as a child and now here he is with him again. Yeah. Um so you could maybe understand a, a little bit of a, a renaissance in his mind or a little bit of uh, a, Absolutely. I just think know, it, it, it seems a little quick, but there are some really endearing moments that I love. The tub scene is yeah. definitely one of them. The dancing scene in the hotel. Is so yeah, let's get to Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, we're not even to, there. We're not even oh. in Vegas. So this is obviously the most famous part yeah, of the movie. Yeah, I'm jumping ahead. Um, Sorry. Well, no, we're here. We're here. Um, and I'll, I'll, we're good. we should go into a little cinematography here because uh, that applies to this particular. Yeah, part of the go movie. for it. I mean, cinematography was nominated Icon in, in I art direction. Too. Iconic, most iconic part of the movie for me, Escalator. The two of them in a suit. Matching yeah, after the makeover, they get their little Manny Manny Penny. They buy their new Italian shoes. I mean, when I think of Rain Man, the two suits that's coming, the down. Scene, yeah. coming down the, the yeah. escalator, reveal shot, boom, both of them. I mean, that's you, I'm sorry, that's the yeah. that's the scene of the movie. I mean, yeah, okay. It, I mean, really, like like you said, it, it's the most important part of the movie as well. In a lot of ways, a lot of things happen in Vegas. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't use the word important myself, but I get what you're saying. I mean, I think it's the most memorable 
it's like the most it's the most iconic it's the most memorable i you know a I don't lot know of transformation happens in vegas to me you know they go he goes there for a purpose a very selfish purpose yes and they think they leave vegas in a very different place than they started and i think one of the criticisms of this movie is is that 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 scene is kind of or at least not 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 necessarily that scene but that the fact that blackjack is kind of like the part of this movie that sticks out the most it's kind of like, well, all right, wait. So the the, the the climax of this movie is that this guy's an asshole who's taking advantage of his, See, of I don't his think, disabled. But do you think that's a climax? I don't. I don't, I don't agree don't. with that. No, I don't agree with that no, either. But when you, when, you know, when you poke around, then you'll get a lot of people saying that. It's, it's kind of like, you know, oh, Rain Man, that's the movie where you, you get this. The, I, this movie is not remembered well for whatever reason. Is that right? Uh, from like, if, I think from like modern critics. I don't think that they're looking back at this. They're looking at it as like a schmaltzy... 90s or late 80s try to warm you up piece where you know you have a you have an asshole who you know treats his brother like an asshole and then finds peace and then all of a sudden is redeemed in the end and it's very mm. simple and i don't i don't, I don't, I don't see, see that, that movie i don't see that at all i don't see yeah, that I at all i didn't see um, that um you know i think that this movie we should is, be disagreeing more by the way we should we should be <laughs> we should be um but you know what? What can you say? We should have had RDB just... do this. Uh, do this, uh, right? Because uh, he, he'll he'll, I, he'll disagree with you no matter what. Yeah, like, he. I would be interested to see his take on this one. I, I don't know, but um, he wasn't he wasn't hating on the party. I'm just being honest. I, yeah. I just didn't see it. I didn't see it that way. I didn't either. Um, I think this movie is underappreciated in the long term. We'll get to that one when we when we do close it up. But let, let's talk the the casino scene. How many cards in could you get into? Before you lose your count. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me, right? Uh, uh, How many face cards? Kieran B over here knows my memory really pretty well because you know we we spent a lot of time together. Uh, not not through half of the first deck probably. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, yeah. like, uh, it's a joke. It's six deck shoe. Six it's not, decks? You're not yeah. counting into the six Please. deck shoe. Uh, I'm not either. Spoiler alert. That is a fascinating skill to me. Yeah. Like, of I, course. I, you know, I mean, um, not many people on the planet could do even close to that i mean they say it in the movie you know the, the security guys are like you know there's no way he's counting it yeah and one of the things that i was kind of ready to like attack with this movie was when that? i was watching was this whole scene because yeah. like i'm like all right well first of all there's no way that cruz is gonna pull hoffman into here get him to, to learn how to learn play blackjack he doesn't do then that. do the yeah. kind of cards do this and not get noticed and not get kicked out and not like address any of this right and then None i watch it and i'm like they address all of that. Yeah, they do. And they do get kicked out. They do. And, they get, and, and really is and exactly... And he doesn't teach him how to play bad shit, blackjack. Yeah. All he says is, if the de- basically, is the, if the deck is stacked full of face cards, bet two. If it's not bet one, one. that's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 They explain it all. Yeah. One, one for two. Really? Two for not. Yeah. And brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And I was brilliant like, writing. I was ready to attack. Yeah. And every step, I'm like, oh. Oh, they, they got oh. that one. Yeah. Ah. All right. Well, what if... Yeah, but obviously, it would be like, oh. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, they did get kicked out of the casino. Yeah. Oh, they don't go to the other casino because they share their footage with all these Yeah. Oh, they're done in Vegas. Okay. <laughs> they thought more about this than I did. They did. Right? I mean, yeah, like, no, yeah. it, was, it was well written, dude. It is. It is pretty well done. Well that's 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 kind of how that would go. Like yeah. it is how it would go. Yeah. You know, like uh, I mean, then they, they weren't. I mean, by the way, the only thing they get wrong is counting cards. Actually, isn't technically illegal. Okay, so it's I just, looked. I looked this up too. It is illegal to use a device of right. some sort, which they cover. They go, yeah. he's not using a device. Yeah. He's still one of the watchmen. It is illegal to play with someone else. 
I so, know that. That's and, true. And yeah. again, they're suspended next to each on that. other. Yeah. But they're not really playing. They both have hands. They are playing the. I mean, they're using each other's chips, which you can't do either, by the way. Uh, okay. You I can't didn't do notice that. that. Trust yeah. me, you can't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't touch out somebody else's chips. But it's not like they have Raymond sitting and and, uh, and Charlie behind him yeah, or, yeah, or yeah, vice you versa. Yeah. yeah, you definitely can't do that. Um, and it card counting is not illegal. However. Right. You will get kicked out. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, you can just Google. Is well, that's card, what I meant. Google is card counting illegal, in, and they'll say it's like it's it's not illegal, but it's discouraged, and they will ask you to leave if they in, think, if they even think that you're doing. In it. the movie, they say it's illegal, and it's not. They, I, I, but yeah. whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's that's right. a little mini thing. Yeah, but they they'll uh, they they also don't like. They don't say they're going to prosecute him. Like they can't. Like there's no. They're just like you're just it's, not welcome here. We're going to break your hands. Or, yeah, like, you're not welcome here anymore. You ever see, you ever see the movie The Cooler? One of those. Or, uh, <laughs> well, they they don't just break your hands. The like. Cooler. Um, yeah, it, 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 you're just not welcome in Vegas. Yeah, right. That's pretty much just what it go is, you know? get out of town. Yeah, yeah, that's either, exactly what they do in the movie. Yeah, yeah. either head to Atlantic City or you know you just you're done. He's like shut yeah. your mouth and get out of town exactly. and you'll be good. Like take your money and run. So they do a good job with that actually. Surprise! Yeah, I was ready to. I was ready to attack that. And, and the and the hookers coming up to you at the bar as somebody who's been to Vegas more than once. Uh, that's a fact. I yeah, mean, right. Even so. in Atlantic City, you'll, you'll see that too. Yeah. Um, but now, so let's. So we have our we have our um, our lady of the night here, um, and we have uh, sparkly. You know, oh, this will be good. This will be rich. The your yeah, she's you real like sparkly. That. Well, no, I I didn't say that I didn't like it. I just I thought it was just an ex- another example that he hasn't grown, that he was still kind of looking at Raymond as this source of amusement. As it's just not, it's not, uh, and in a way was. But you know, you you kind of mentioned so the, too that so it's the prostitute like, comes up to the bar, talks, starts talking to Raymond. Charlie Charlie comes up, realize obviously knows that she's a hooker. Raymond doesn't understand that concept of course right. you know he's like she doesn't have any, he doesn't have any money lady come on like and you know we're just talking she says okay this should be what does he say this should be this should, rich this will be rich yeah this i think something like rich. that or like this this will be great you took it one way i took it a different way yeah well i just think i i saw it as like this is exactly how i saw it after the moment they shared in the in the bathroom of the motel over the beatles song and after this big exhilarating when he's still kind of diminishing him you know it's still like oh you couldn't possibly talk to a woman you couldn't possibly talk now you could or a woman wouldn't possibly be interested yeah this will be this will be rich you know like what um i I, that makes looked at now i when you're saying that i'm like yeah okay i kind of get where you're coming from i did not take it that way how i took it was more that the woman wasn't really listening to to what he was trying to tell her like this this is a dead end like yeah, you know it's right. not gonna work out yeah. Raymond has his new fixation with dancing yeah um, he yeah. wants because to learn he how thinks to he has a date with this this woman that obviously he doesn't have but uh now he's fixated on it so this is one of this is my I think the best scene in the movie for, for me and, and this was a scene that really got to me like I got a little choked up Raymond's fixated on this date <laughs> this this prostitute that a, he doesn't have, and B, he doesn't understand that she's a prostitute. And they're in this beautiful, you know, high roller suite. And there's a, there's, again, uh, 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 talking about the set, 
beautiful, you know, window view of Vegas. Yeah, the, the bed thing. by the window is cool there. That's where really you great. See, like, he's yeah. got the bed. He's pushing in a motel over. Now he, he's like, he, the whole thing is a giant window. He says he had the hotel put the bed up by the window yeah. for Raymond, which yeah. is a really sweet thing yeah, to do. Yeah, real cool, yeah. Um, and then, you know, Raymond's like, I have to learn how to dance. Teach Like, basically, teach me now. I have to learn now because my date's at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and... Uh, and Charlie, Charlie does it. You know, he goes up and he puts some music on and he dances with his, his older brother. Yeah, and, and he's really, really sending it first. Yeah, with it. Yeah, he's got actually a dance or something. And then I think he is kind of moved a little bit as it goes. It's it's he saw. I don't know. He I think he's very soft in that moment. He he's holding his brother. He's holding his hand, showing him step by step how to do it. He realizes, hey, now you gotta look up. You know, at some point, I, I it was a really beautiful scene. I. And well acted, man. Like, wow. Definitely well acted. So well done. Definitely well and acted. really sweet. I mean, you know? we'll, we'll repeat this many more times, but Hoffman, I mean, the acting that he does I mean, in this is just it. And their chemistry just, is really great. Their chemistry is incredible. You could just tell that they just, yeah. you know, that they just, they just got each they other. Got they, yeah. yeah, they got it. You know, and they're both method actors, so they're both yeah. like super into it, but, you know... Man, Hoffman loses himself in that character. He really does. Dead, Dead yeah. Dancing scene is another great example of that. And then it ends with the tries to give him a hug and, ah! you know, for, for, which I he, think was so. I love that part, and yeah. this is why. Well, it's important too. But go on, go on. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say why I think it's important, okay. and you yeah. can you can add to that. I think it's important because each listen, there are millions of autistic people in this. I, I, I don't even know how many. A lot. There's a lot. And they have family, and they have friends, and those people have to have a relationship with their, their whoever, whatever they are, whatever kind of relationship they have, mother, son, father, whatever it is, brother, sister. A typical person with a, somebody who uh, is autistic can't express their affection in the same way that, you know, average people can, you know? So in this moment... Charlie is feeling really close to him, his brother, and he wants to show it with physical affection, but Raymond can't. Raymond can't handle it. That that's that's not part of his his yes. uh, humanity. Uh, you know, like he can't deal with it. So, and then you see Charlie gets very frustrated. He's like, I, "All I want to do is hug you, man. Like it's all I wanted." And that it, it really showed in a really sweet way, like how hard that must be. Yeah, yeah, know? and we're gonna get back to that later on in the film here but if you rewind back to the scene of them in um in raymond's lair if for no lack of a better term and v-e-r-n Vern is in there yeah, with him my man and, Vern. and my main man my main man Vern, v-e-r-n and um susanna tries to kind of like pat him on the back or to put and she's and she's and you know you have this like loving handsy italian woman who's yeah, um yeah i don't understand i'm just trying to put and Vern goes listen you understand he doesn't do affection yeah doesn't do That's physical touch it, right? doesn't do physical touch exactly. it's just it's not you he goes i've known him for i've known him for 15 years 20 years i've been i've never come close to touching him yeah. like he's, he's just he doesn't do that and she it, it, it hurts her that yeah. she can't do it. just like right. it hurts him in that yeah, moment absolutely Average people know how to care about each other, and it's when you can't do that with somebody that you do care about, it that can be frustrating, right? yeah, and and difficult to deal with. 
And they do a great job of depicting that. Yeah, yeah awesome. Fun. And then that scene kind of just ends. Now we have, he's just, now later on, he's got, he's got his, uh, he's got his TV. Now, we remember the Walkman. And we remember the Discman. Do you remember the Watchman? <laughs> Hell no! Dude, I, I saw that, I was like, what? What is like, the Watchman? Dude. And what batteries is that thing That's so on? funny you brought that up, because well, I thought the same thing. I'm like, the Watchman. thing? I mean, he's getting live baseball games from Cincinnati. You can't get that now half the time. I mean, I don't know about that one. How yeah, how but... often do we try to stream <laughs> shit on our phone on our yeah. iPhones we can't get? I know. Right? I mean, I, I I'm an Atlanta Brave fan up here in in uh, in the Northeast, and I I'll be on the road trying to watch the Braves on my phone with the MLB package. Yeah. And it's tuk, 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 choppy. <laughs> this is the guy in the 88 watching the, the 88 Reds the regular season, oh, you know, the, the Ron Oster. You know, like, <laughs> come on. Oh, I thought geez. the same thing. I, I mean, like, yeah. No I, I, it's even work I, mean, now. I mean, listen, Wapner's always on in The Watchmen. Um, That's great. Yeah, the, so too funny. funny. So now he's kind of like got the upbeat dancing. He's going to his dates. Susanna takes him to the date. Um, gets stood up. Uh, I don't even. I don't even recall... The the prostitute even setting a date. I think no, he just no, set she one she stormed away like yeah. Pissed off. I, I think it, he just set a date. No, he just yeah. Yeah, he focused on that. And that was it. Right. You know. So, so then they go downstairs and wait, whatever. And right. Then, and then so they go into the, the you get the ele- elevator, elevator yeah. and that's a nice scene. It's a kind of an awkward scene. A little bit. Um, <laughs> I like, like how she stops the elevator mid thing, and he's like caught between panicking and. Liking the idea of dancing. And, well, I think they were trying to focus on his fixations, right? Like, you fixate on... The, I mean, by the way, I also would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, would. Dude, that's a nightmare for me. Like, getting caught in an elevator to me, like, caught. I would... Yeah, First I would all, panic. People... I'm like, I, I do not like, like elevators. People are waiting for the elevator. Yeah. I, like, people are on floor seven waiting yeah. for me. Like, now we're... What are we doing here? Like, yeah. and how long is it going to take? And that was kind of a weird scene. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it is a weird scene. Uh, I, I think I liked it. You know, I don't... Yeah, I, I, that's how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, and I do like the fact that, like, later on when, you know, he, he's they're doing the interview and he's like, oh, yeah, I danced to her in the elevator and I kissed her. He's like, kissed her? What yeah, the what? I know. It's sweet, but, though. I like Yeah, it. and yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like that, like, it's this little, like, kind of, you know, thumb to the nose on, well, you know, you didn't think I could talk to the prostitute. Well, I kissed your girlfriend, you know? It's yeah. like, kind of well, like a subtle, it also shows the doctor... A subtle flex. It also shows the doctors that are evaluating this, this relationship, like, Charlie's trying to show him, like, no, you don't know. Like, he does yeah. have the capacity to, you know, have you know, have feelings and enjoy things. You know, like he yeah, obviously yeah. liked kissing. Uh, yeah, kiss. How's that? Yeah, well, like, I was wet. It was really wet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that kind of like. It's not like a. I guess it's a hearing. That little seems to be that way. Yeah. Yeah, and you kind of have it's it's kind of like an odd for like a climactic scene. It's kind of like an oddly paced, like, it is. you know, he's a good sense of good. Tell me I lost before I even started. And, you know, he's got like, he's like super confident. Again, but then like, again with the dialogue. Dude, the, the, the a producer and a director in here, what's supposed to be like the climactic scene. Yeah. That's a little it was rough. A mistake. It was yeah. a mistake. Because two things. They're talking over each other a bunch. They, I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. But they were. And that was frustrating to me. And second of all, they were not talking, again, not. Though the lawyer at the beginning and the, them at the end, the doctor, the two doctors and, and Raymond, it's unnatural. Like, you don't talk that way. Like, it, it didn't feel right. And I think that's, you're probably right. Two legitimate actors would have made a big difference, I think. Yeah. 
or just a character actor or see, yeah, some, someone they're who not can, talking, they weren't working um, off of each other, they were just trampling over each other, is what it sounded like. Yeah, and, and where the will scene worked for me, here I'm gonna agree with you, where I, yeah, this, this scene was not. Yeah. Was not cohesive. I think two legitimate actors would have made a big difference. Yeah, and even honestly, even Hoffman really couldn't save it. To be honest, he's it mostly was... quiet. Yeah, Th that's no, the only I thing mean, he's he he does save it. By the way, yeah. because his when his back and forth with the doctor, that's great. Because the doctor's like, "Do you want to go live with your brother? Yes. Do you want to go live with your brother? Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes." <laughs> and then he's like, "Do you want to go back to the Levinson or whatever it's called? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. You know he does. Right. That works because they're not talking on top of each other. Right. It's Cruz and the rest of them are. It's a. It's not great. Yeah. It's, it's and especially, the, like, I would say it's the the most uh, amateur part. Of the yeah. Movie, it's which we and, and for for like the climactic scene of the movie. It's an important like, scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like they ran out of time. That being said, we now quickly move into what I consider one of the best scenes of the movie in, from my perspective. He's in his way explaining to Raymond that while he would like him to stay with him and it's just not going to happen. And now we go back to our physical touch with the hug and the dance yeah. and with V-E-R-N Vern yeah. and D-A-D-A-D-A-D, I can't spell dad. D-A-D, dad. <laughs> now it's C-H-A-R-L-I-E, Charlie. My main man, Charlie. And you have the only time in the movie... Raymond hands. initiating physical touch yeah. where he moves head. his his head to the chin or the head to the you know head to yeah. the head to the head and now you have him not just accepting mm -hmm. the physical touch but initiating it and it's very subtle and it's very very awesomely well done Effective. yeah Super it's it, it's not this big dramatic hug with with strings but and by the way which just uh, on the score which we'll get into next but Barry Levinson talked to Hans Zimmer and he goes, I don't want any strings in this movie. Don't give me any violins. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't give me any cellos. Don't give me any hearts. Cheese. Cheese. Schmaltz. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want an over-sentimental yeah. smaltz fest. It would have, yeah. again, one of those things that could have made it a disaster. That definitely would have been one of them. For God, sure. and that's... Too and sentimental. It's so, and it's also, it's not my main man, Charlie. It's... Amen. Just a just a C H A R L I. That that that's when you have a gifted actor. You know, like just no subtlety can understand subtlety. You know. Yeah. Uh that scene, I got, I welled up a little bit. Like I got emotional. Yeah. Yeah. I really did. Like I it's just what a great. That, again, that and the dancing scene are two of my favorite scenes. Like yeah. just two actors really understanding subtlety. That, yeah, oh my god. And when you're and when you're portraying like a connection between these two types of characters, it's so easy to go over the top. And if you go over top, Definitely. it will ruin the yeah. entire movie. It'll ruin yeah. it. And they hit they hit it out of the park with that. Two powerhouse performances. I mean, they, it really is. The two great actors. And you like you said, most of it is them. They carry the movie. I like how the movie ends on this non over the top mm -hmm. kind of scene too. It's just like a it's, it's like that, a subtle goodbye. It's not a goodbye. downer either. It's not a downer either. It's kind no, of no. It's not. It's but kind of just like it's real. That's it's real. That's and the real way it would probably end. Yeah, and I, and that's another thing that Hoffman fought for is that they the writers were gonna have him end with Charlie. 
And he said it cannot end that way. No. It cannot end that way. That's a Hollywood ending. It would have been ridiculous. Right. That's a Hollywood ending. That's not real life. He wasn't equipped to handle Raymond. No. I mean, that that, that would be ridiculous. Yeah. And I I just kind of love that last scene of him at the Amtrak. train. And he makes the joke about Kmart sucks. You know, like, and it's just kind of, and he's just like, oh, 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 wait, we forgot the last diner scene. Right. Yes. The three diner scenes. And that, yeah, that kind of leads into the trial where like now they're talking about the jokes and, and yeah, so the first scene he the first diner scene he can't get past the idea why yeah does the does the does the syrup need to be on the before the pancake well by then it'll be too late it'll be too late yeah. by then it'll be too late how would it be too late we haven't even ordered yeah, the pancakes yet. Yeah. but yeah and in the end it's uh got it right here it goes oh charlie yeah. made a charlie joke, made a joke. Charlie, charlie made a joke and yeah so, so yeah that cute. the Great first diner scene he's hostile he's angry he's yeah. nasty the second one he's, he's ready he's prepared understanding yeah he's the second one is where he's he's playing um, country music jukebox trivia with him. And what's well, another and scene where he, he, he sees that he can remember things because yep. he can see. And now he's like, oh, I can thing. use him. We can make some money off yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so the first one is this nasty guy. I can't believe I'm dealing with this guy. The second one, he goes, Ooh, okay, all right, but we, we can work with this. And then the third one is just the Bing Brothers, which is yeah, yeah. just so cool. Um, really sweet. Just that last scene on the train, I just love it. And then even like after all that, I said, like, well, it's. Uh, Oh, 13 minutes to Wapner. 13 yeah. minutes to Wapner. He's like, ah, I think you'll make it. You know, I think you'll be all right. And three minutes. He, he actually says three minutes. The, the, yeah, right. 13 yeah, is, in the first, uh, is the first. I think first you'll make it. I think you'll make and, it. Right. Uh, yeah, it's really, I agree with you. I think it's uh, uh, an appropriate ending. You know, like, sometimes you don't need a great, you, this this epic ending. Like, just a nice, yeah, simple there. ending. You it know? Gets, it just there. gets there. Yeah. The music in this movie so you have your score and then you have your selection of mm-hmm. of songs Seems. it's a cool mix of the Beatles yeah and the Beatles isn't the they don't you know they don't like give you the cheesy version of the song later in the movie like it's just the two of them singing it mm-hmm. that's cool it's subtle again subtlety and then you have like that that score that's done by Hans Zimmer so you have your Edda James at last which is like your iconic like song mm-hmm. and then you have like the you know that kind of like Almost like it's got that '80s feel to it. It's got that. It like, definitely. Listen, as as far as it being dated, the score is a mixed bag. There's some parts of it that I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. And there's there's a couple scenes where I'm like, oh, I this, you know, I don't know if there's keys or synthesizer or something going on where it was a little rough. It's that synthesizer. Yeah. It's that it's that yeah. late '80s, early '90s. You know, yeah. Beverly Hills. You know, like what like but, Beverly Hills Cop. You know, like exactly. Right? But, yeah, yeah. But exactly. I personally love that. But that's a nostalgia. Yeah, but you're also like, of a certain age. Yeah, like, where it's, you know. I look, I look back at that, and it's fun. fun. But, it's like but, a, someone who's you know, say like turning twenty. 20 years from now is going to look back and go, what, what the hell, hell is this? this? Yeah. <laughs> although although exactly. by then it may be popular again. Who knows? You know, like, but that's true. Um, uh, but the, 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 the real piece that I love and that really is iconic is, is the, uh, it's, I think it's the beginning piece. And also there's a scene in the, when they're driving down the highway in the Midwest and you know, it's a lot of uh, flute and bongo. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yep. called on the road, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's really iconic. Um, yeah, it, it is one of those, and I think there's like a version of that playing in the beginning. Well, there's definitely one of the ending credits, Leaving Walbrook and On the Road. It's, that's what's called, yeah. Leaving Walbrook on the yeah. Road, and then Las Vegas and ending credits, where they're yeah. all kind of versions of the same song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's and his first major motion picture. Yeah. And when you hear the name Hans Zimmer, like, I feel like that's like, 
it's like a household name in the sense that you know that it's like you know when I say Adam Zimmerman, you know you're like, oh yeah, he does music scores, but like yeah, yeah. you 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 won't necessarily name like oh he did this and that and that right. music it's score. Not like John Williams, like, he's like, up there with those John Williams type. Yeah, names, I mean, you know? I well, I looked at the the movies he's done. I was like, Jesus, yeah, perfect. yeah, like, that's a lot of um, movies. So yeah. big he, movies. He's nominated for score in this. Um, he gets nominated another Jesus. another ten times. Oh my he god, he only wins once though. So he only has one win, and that win is for Lion King, which is an iconic. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's iconic. I mean, that's also you have also Elton John and um, right, but but who is it? Who does the Tim Reynolds is Dave Matthews? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Tim Rice. So that's his one win, and that's the next one he's nominated for. So here, here's his nominees just running down. So in '89, he's nominated for uh, best original score, Rain Man. '95, he's nominated for best original score, Lion King wins that just like Simba on the rock you yeah, know being hauled out of course it's, yeah it's like epic epic, epic stuff epic, yeah. yeah 98 as good as it gets this movie's already come up a couple times in this podcast nominated for best picture Jack Nicholson wins yeah, best actor yeah. you know I don't remember much about the music in that but I'm sure yeah I don't know, I'm sure if I go back and listen to it I will you yeah, know right. 1999 The Thin Red Line that's a movie that's gonna come up in a few episodes when we do our um, Shakespeare Love and mm-hmm. inevitably is gonna be a Saving Private Ryan podcast too that's that same year. He's oh, he's nominated twice that year. Jesus. Thin Red Line, and he also does Prince of Egypt, which I don't know if you oh, know Prince of Egypt. It's in an animated no. Moses movie. In 2001, he does Gladiator. I mean, oh, boom. Classic. And it had, again, it had yeah. a win for that. You know, like... Well, I don't know what else was yeah, nominated I mean, for, for best score. I mean, but. when I look at Gladiator, and that'll obviously be an episode at some point, too. I mean, the music, to me, is one of the first things I think of. Yeah, like, yeah, that's... Yeah. Like, that's getting the epic right. 2010 Sherlock Holmes. Okay, regrettable movie. Uh, is that the... No, wait, oh, hold on. What's but Sherlock it, Holmes, though? Is this... Is this um, oh, that's the, uh, the the remake. Yeah, like the one with... What, is this um, Will Ferrell, Sherlock yeah, Holmes? Yeah, or? I think so. No, there's another... No, 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 no. This is... um. This is Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not the comedy. But he's also the Batman Begins, and uh, I think all the Batman yep, movies, he does right? the Batman movies, and they do... I uh, wasn't on it. does Inception. Inception, Inception. great movie, yeah, Uh, great, great. Another Christopher Nolan to Interstellar, yeah, Yeah. and another Christopher Nolan Dunkirk. So I guess he gets, he gets tied in there. So he does all the Batman movies, and then again with Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk, and those are just ones he's nominated for. There's, you know, the, the, the list of ones he's associated with gets even longer. He's a he's a mildly uh, uh, talented guy, clearly. Uh, yeah, and it was just, <laughs> it's just super interesting to hear his first movie yeah. and just how simple it is, but how effective it is. Yeah, but it, it, you know, sometimes simple. I mean, listen, John Williams did the Jaws score. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. I mean, how much more simple can you get? Simplicity sometimes is the best way to go. And like, it, it was upbeat without being Danny Elfman, you know? Yeah, like, over the top. Yeah, <laughs> right. you know, Danny like, Elfman. It so, was, I, I saw Top Gun probably a couple months ago. You know, it, it had been a little while. Obviously, seen it plenty of times. And one of the things you think of when you think of Top Gun is the soundtrack. Sure, right? of course. I mean, yeah, yeah. Now, what I did not remember <laughs> is that, so with the two Top Gun songs, you obviously, you know, Danger Zone, mm-hmm. Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone, yeah. and then Take My Breath Away. Yeah. You know, which is the Oscar awarding song from that. Yeah. But he didn't realize is that they play those songs like five times each in the, movie. the entire movie. It's like, no wonder they're so memorable. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, right. it's like, it's like danger zone, take my breath away. Danger zone, take my breath away. Danger zone, take my breath away. It's like every time someone like looks at each other with their eyes, it's take my breath away. And then we're back to the planes. <laughs> <laughs> danger zone. 
Rangers. Oh, like it's, it's just great. the two movies. So, um, but and this one kind of does that a little bit, where it repeats the song a little bit in it. But I guess yeah, but it's not a it's not a pop song at least. No, it's, no you know, just right. All right, getting down the home stretch here. I think it's safe to say that we both like this movie. I, to be honest with you, liked it more this viewing than I did my my initial viewing. I didn't. I thought that we're now going to kind of take the turn where this is going to be one where I'm going to spend a little more time criticizing it than enjoying it, but I, I really kind of thoroughly enjoyed it. I I had a preconceived notion, to be honest, coming in, because I had seen it years and years ago, and obviously, you know, memory doesn't always serve us well. So in my mind, it was it was so much more dated, and I, I was ready for... I was going into it with that, yeah. even though I don't, you know, I didn't necessarily want to, but, you know, you can't help that. Uh, and I I was pleasantly surprised. It, it really holds up way better than I thought. And it's, yeah, and I remember, I mean, like, when we were, you know, when I talked, you were one of the first people I talked about this project, because I knew that um, the project being this podcast, you know, I was good. I had a, had a few people in mind who I knew we were going to invite on, and I, I think they you know, you were one of the first people. I think you, Artie, and Joey, who were the first three episodes, were the first three people I told. Yeah, yeah. And it was just about picking the movie, and, you know, we were kind of unsure, and then, like, I, I had this with Peggy, and I'm like, what about Rain Man? And you're like, uh, yeah. Rain Man? Uh, I'll be honest with you, man, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, ah, you know, of all the yeah. best picture movies, like, not one of the I'm ones I would Rain Man? Yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know what? I'm glad you did, because it, it, it it's really easy to, to review a movie you love, you know, but like, there's more... Uh, one of these is one of those that just has gone by the in my my consciousness has gone by the wayside and rewatching it I was really wow like this this yeah. much better picture than I I remembered it to be you know? yeah and I, I just I remembered that encounter that we had after I first saw it and you're just like ooh that's a dated one and I, I kind of part of me wanted wanted to be like oh well, it would be kind of cool to see to to discuss this with you after you haven't seen it over so many years. Yeah. Uh, but now, so we're, we're, you know, going down our last, like, uh, home stretch checklist here. MVP, LVP, top performers. Uh, MVP is pretty easy here I in mean, this one. Is, I, mean, I mean, are we serious? I well, mean, well, listen, last week we were doing MVP on One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. And, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. Obviously, yeah. it's Nicholson last week. I mean, week. I think we're and in this the week, same boat. Yeah, it's, 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 of course, Hoffman. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the next question was like, okay, so Jack is your MVP. No one's going to really dispute that. What's the argument that can be made? Who's next? And like we kind of like looked at last week and we said, you know, Milos Forman, the director, with the way he kind of butted heads with him and kind of, he's probably your next MVP. Is Barry Levinson your next in line for MVP? As far as, you know, what he, the vision that he put out on film for this. Does I, Cruz contend with the director I, there? Who's I next? Think, I think, for me, Cruz is the next okay. in line. They just, because... Listen, I, I I think it it all around it was a it was well done. You know, I, I think there was there was a, a thoughtfulness and a, and a real obviously love of the material. There obviously there, it was passion of the material, or, or it wouldn't have come across like it did. But at the end of the day, you have De, uh, uh, you have Hoffman giving a, the performance arguably of his life, right? Mm-hmm. And that goes nowhere if you don't have somebody to bounce it off of without Cruz's performance alongside him I, I, I just don't know if I don't I don't know if it works I, I really don't see now that's kind of that kind of leads into the point so maybe that gap between MVP isn't as large 
as we as we think it is. Does Cruz... I think he had a very clear idea of what he was going to do. I just I don't know if a lesser actor could have bounced off of him like Cruz did. If this is Cruz's first movie, does he get nominated for an award? Does he not get nominated here because he's Tom Cruise? Yes. Yeah, he, I, I agree. Yep. And I feel like that he is one of those guys who has probably felt that a few times. I think if he's a newcomer, no-brainer. I mean, this kid, who the hell is this kid? But no, he had a bunch of hits under his belt. He's probably gotten that most of his career. Yeah. Tom yeah. Cruise. First of all, you know, you pick the, mo- the name Tom Cruise as your uh, handle in Hollywood. Cruise. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, we're recording this in January. I don't know when it, it's going to end up airing, but the Oscar nominees for 2020 came out today. And I think Brad Pitt's another guy who kind of suffers from that. I mean, I think yeah. that he's Brad Pitt. So he doesn't, guy get syndrome, the, yeah, right? he doesn't get that. And he has been nominated a few times. Not that Cruise hasn't either, but um, he's never won. And this year he's going up against Pesci, Pacino, yeah. Hopkins, Hanks. Yeah, but, you know, he may win. He may win. He I think I, you know, I listen. I haven't seen all those movies, but you don't I, think they're gonna give it to one of the, the Irishman guys. I mean, it's gonna be the last time you see them, probably. They're they're hundred years old. Yeah, Pesci, it's interesting. It Pacino. could go. It could. I think that I think. Listen, I didn't see the um, the two popes movie with um, with Hopkins. Yeah, sir, I, Anthony, love Anthony, Hopkins. I love Anthony. I love that he's in the in. in I would spotlight. love him to win. I yeah, because see I just love that he's relevant again. Because he's yeah. listen. You want to see anytime you get Hannibal Lecter at the Oscars, we will. Yeah, one of the best um, character actors. All and then time. Tom Hanks. I mean, listen, that will be the one of the five that if he wins, I'll blow my eyes. Because like, do we need win. to do we need to give Tom <laughs> Hanks another trophy for playing Mister Rogers? Like, I'm sure it's a wonderful it's, movie. It's supposed to be. Amazing. I'm sure it's a great movie, and I'm sure he does a nice job. But come on, that's going to be the one I'll roll my eyes. He eye will eye. win. Brad Pitt's performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is is Brad Pitt. Is that, Brad Pitt has never let me down. Yeah, but. He, he he usually plays a a, a not standout role necessarily. I yeah. mean, I, Fight Club would be one of the few. He's he's more of a subtle actor. I mean, his cameo in Twelve Years a Slave is one of the worst I've, roles of any movie I've ever seen. Really? So he's let me down in that uh, one, and that'll be another day. Well, there will be a 12, 12 Years a Slave podcast if they don't shut honestly, us down first. We got our MVP in uh, in. I mean, I think it's off. And let's just a little hard. a little trickier here. Is who is the LVP of this movie? It's kind of uh, it's it's not one of the problems with this movie. Not not the problems with the movie, but one of the problems with this question with this movie is there's really not that many roles in this movie. You know, yeah. you can't you know you can't give the LVP to the waitress who drops the toothpicks. You know, it's not a, yeah, it's that right, right. So where I kind of settled with on this one and. It was after some thinking, and as much as I love Dr. Harding in Jurassic Park, I mean, the role of the, the, role of the doctor here, Gerald Mullen, who plays Dr. Bruner, who He's the Institute. He's the guy who's yeah. trying, to get, he's trying to get him back. Okay. And, you know, I think a seasoned actor, a seasoned character actor, rather than that being a... Ca- it's too big for a cameo role. I think he does a good job. It's not like, again, we're doing least, most least. So it's not like I look at that and say, boy, that ruined the movie. Or, boy, he sucked. Like, or, you know, he stands out as bad. No, I had to think about this one. I had to look at it and say, all right, you know, I, I, it's not Valeria Galino who plays Suzanne. I think she's great in it. Yeah, and I would I not love her knock too. her down. Yeah. And, and, you know, she's really the only female role in this movie. And it's important 
because this could have been a dude sausage fest, and it could have been, been absolutely. And, been. and her role in it keeps that keeps that fresh. I didn't really have another choice. That's kind of what I went. You know, you want to go, you want to go with Levinson's cameo in the end as the I, doctor. Honestly, you, know, you could do that. I will. Yeah. Dude, okay. That's, that's where I'm. I'm headed because, like you, I think you stated it earlier, that was a really important scene, and. Uh, kind of important role that that one character was going to he was determining yeah. the future of all of the main characters basically yeah and so, i didn't buy it i didn't he didn't he didn't yeah and, and, and he wasn't he was stepping on top of cruz and as instead of actually leading him yeah, that or, could have or, been or, or act working with him bouncing off of him you know like that role could have been real meaty. it could have really been meaty and would have yeah. really hit home and yeah, it didn't. And it didn't yeah, I think that's the answer too. Yeah, I think I think that I think that you you nailed it with that. Because again, it's hard with a movie like this because this is this few roles and they're all kind of right. they all kind of work. And yeah. Barry Levinson's a candidate for MVP as a director, but he wins the LVP <laughs> yeah, as an actor. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Who would have thought? So, Rayman. It's twenty twenty. This was not on the ninety eight AFI list. This was not on the two thousand seven wow. AFI list. This really? was yeah. This was not a critic choice. Like it what, was not what is like, the uh, what is the what are the critiques like? Is that a question? I think that, that it, it's like um, I think that one of the things that people bring up with it is that it's like um, an Oscar schmaltz fest. Like it's a movie made to win an Oscar, which is so wrong, by the way. And it's so wrong, by the way. They I, there's so many movies and, that and, I agree and with. And the that, producer and the directors, they all thought that this thing was going to be a yeah, failure, bummer, and they yeah. were and they were like. When people were telling them, like, oh, no, you're going to have to start to get Oscar speeches ready, they were, like, not even believing them. They're like, And then there was, like, it reached the point where it was getting to this level where they're like, oh, we're going to have to write speeches. We're going to have to and do that. I'm going to have to introduce the two writers to each other, you know? Right. <laughs> we're, we're in such an era where that it's so obvious, the movies that are, that are made for that. Like, I'll name one that I know we both love but is clearly an oscar like was made to be win an oscar okay room right we both loved it okay and, but that's done in like that indie like kind of like you, offbeat you path. know that's for, not like forrest know, gump they they knew every step of the way that that was going to be an oscar Fuck they gump. did like, but they did it through that indie kind of dark lens like ooh, here we go like yeah. it's, it's but that's what like, i'm saying is it's so obvious now but back then it wasn't as obvious there's no way they thought this was going to be an Oscar movie. I I'm, I can't believe they even thought it was going to be funded or made or released. And, and, and they'll all say that today. It goes like it wouldn't come out today, and we can't believe it came out then. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. Uh, um, and listen, it's it's like all of these critics back. Look at the at the end of the day, it's a ninety percent on Rotten Tomato audience, ninety percent critic. So it's and not that's what like, matters, man. That, yeah, right? I it's hate, like I hate that other shit. And if you like, look at the reviews in nineteen eighty eight. Like, they're good. Like, right. People liked it. Like, it was well-reviewed. I think it's easy in, like, the 2010s to look back at some and of the, like, oh, we don't like Forrest Gump. You know, Forrest right, Gump. And we don't like Rain Man. Those are, those are 90s blockbusters. Uh, I've, been, I've been guilty of that myself. Like, of course I have, too. Like, you're like, going like, to you're gonna, you're gonna hear me. Watching, or uh, talking about Forrest Gump winning an Oscar, and I look at the other people, and I'm like, other movies, rather, and I'm like, what? And then I'm like, yeah. wait, Forrest Gump is a classic. Like, yeah. it's yeah, a classic well, I mean, movie. that's obviously, that's one of the most stacked years that there is. Um, you know, we're talking Shawshank but Redemption. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about Shawshank Redemption, you're talking about a 
Pulp Fiction, you know, and you're, no, you know, like, yeah. you, it's tough. Those three movies is tough. Like, you're all going to have an opinion. I mean, yeah, Chuck right. Schenker is my favorite movie of all time. Yes, like, me too. And, and one of my favorites, both of those movies are Pulp Fiction too. But, like, dude, Forrest Gump is a great movie. You know, like, it's like yeah. you can't. Yeah, right. And the scope, uh, okay, if you can't look at the scope of Pulp Fiction, the scope of uh, Shawshank, and the scope of Forrest Gump, like, just look at how much more difficult a movie like Forrest Gump would be able to be made than than Pulp Fiction or... or yeah. Shawshank takes place in a jail, one place. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Pulp a... Fiction, yeah, okay, a little bit more, but it's still an indie. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's indie. one director kind of writing his vision. Forrest Gump, that's a... That's a that's yeah. a huge yeah. epic. I mean, listen, like, they're all three of them are. They're three all of the great greatest movies. movies. They're three of, of the greatest movies. One of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast, and one of like the mission statements for this podcast, we say at the beginning of every one, we'll say it throughout, is it's, it's not who should have won. Sure, this podcast is not about the award ceremony. Right. It's not about the Oscars. Yeah. It's it about to win, each and... of these movies won in this timeline. Yeah, let's look at this it. This is the year, this is the came out. Let's look at the movie. Is this a good movie? Watch Rayman. Are you gonna tell me it's not a good movie, or are you gonna you, you, you take out your pad and you can like come up with reasons that you don't like it if that's the stance that you're gonna take? Yeah. But I would, I'm not surprised to see that 90% of the audience like this movie. Nine out of ten people will like yeah. this movie and they'll give this movie a thumbs up because it's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's a and good movie. did you did you mention the movies that were nominated that year? Uh, we we we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. And there's there's there are levels of that too where it's kind of like. Well, what were the other movies nominated? Was it a weak year? And then it's like, uh, well, well not... it shouldn't have won. You know, like so, like the people. So that's why I don't get into that stuff too much. And we're gonna get. I'm gonna read off the yeah. nominees, and, and I'm not gonna go and, into that either. I'm just curious. Yeah, and we, and we we totally are gonna get there. Um, but I want to talk before we get there. I want to talk about the the relevancy today, the impact today, and this one more than any of the ones I can think of. You know, outside of like maybe something like The Godfather or what, you know, I think like people don't realize how relevant this is today yeah. because just alone, this this created a noun in our vocabulary. Oh, look at it. He's another Rain Man. Oh, he's a, like that. Absolutely. Makes, I mean, it's, yeah. people don't even, I, people use that it's term. Not great. It's not great. No, it's not great. <laughs> but people use it and they don't Absolutely. even know what it means. They don't even know what it means. I, yeah. bet you, I bet you most people who use that phrase have not even seen the Oh, movie. hey, Rain Man over oh, there. Oh, we got another like, Rain Man. He goes, like, oh, he goes, well, what are you like, uh, you know, what are you, some kind of Rain Man? Like, what, like, I know. They yeah, don't even and, know where it comes from. I yeah. mean, listen, this movie has been referenced. I, I, I looked at the IMDb references and I was, I started reading it. And stopped reading it and it scrolled was, wow. and just and then just was in awe how long I was scrolling. Yeah. We're listing every TV show and movie that it's been referenced in sure. in the years that it's gone on. It's like every year has like entries. And listen, it's <laughs> there's been Simpsons episodes uh, w- with characters about it. There have been Family Guy episodes. Sure, you know there's um you know you, just you, just the just the, mo- the the and again you know we can argue whether or not it's like cool or not, but like. You know the the repeating thing, like you know, it, it's been m- multiple jokes about like the re- the multiple repeating stuff. Like, yeah, it, it's been a part of our it's part culture. of our culture. Yeah, it's part of our for culture. sure, absolutely. Um, why doesn't this movie get the respect in twenty twenty that it think, that it? I think we live in a really strange time. Like, we do PC wise. We do, and, but, and this, why, but this I movie, feel like it didn't in the early two thousands either. 
though. That I don't. That I can't explain. Yeah. I think maybe we just overdosed I think, I think, on this movie. I, you know what? I think I think Dustin Hoffman's portrayal got like caricaturized a little bit. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, agree with that. Yep. I mean, listen. It, it when looking at that reference list, of course, all the cartoon comedies, and you have like you have your Simpsons episode with it, you have your Family Guy episode with it, um, your American Dad, Robot Chicken, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other part is like every one of those episodic formulaic syndicated television ones the CFSIs yeah. the Law and Orders um, every show that's ever been on USA White Collar <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a White TNT, Collar USA, Psych, yeah, 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 Monk yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like a Burn Notice character that's just Dustin Hoffman inserted into the episode like right. I said every one of those shows has like some reference to Rain Man well, it's also- X-Files was on there everything from X-Files Forrest Gump to fell into the same Lucifer, thing Lucifer you Forrest, know Forrest Gump fell into the same thing it where there's somebody that's limited. It's uh, limited is the best way I can think of. That's not gonna you know ruin my right. life. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah. Okay. There anyway. There's gonna be pitchforks. Here. That's why we don't yeah, say yeah, our yeah, locations. Yeah, exactly. We don't want the, the hordes to come and get us. <laughs> um, and, and it made a. I mean, in a lot of ways, it not uh, not on purpose, but it made a joke out of somebody who's. Who is li- has limitations like like a Forrest Gump character has or yeah this character Raymond has yeah you know? and yeah it ultimately they did make a joke out of it but the movie well, didn't it didn't no the, like movie the movie didn't yeah but 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 the, it got so big that, that it became that a joke, it became yeah. a, a character yeah a character to himself yeah yeah it's hundred yeah. like percent so I think that's um, where it falls short that it get, doesn't get taken seriously which it should it did so well at the box office. That I think that plays into it too. When it becomes like that big that of a big. box office hit, yeah, you're gonna get those spoofs and you get those parodies. Correct. But it's it's become more than a spoof or a parody. Like we said, it's literally become an adjective. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it's like rain, oh, this yeah. is just another. You know, it's uh, these Rain Man activities. You know, like yeah, what, like, totally. It, it, I get it. it. I know. It's a. It is a. It is a noun. But it has in oh, our dictionary. Unfortunately, He's a rain it's man. become kind of a derogatory term. In a way, yeah, it can be. Great. Yeah, it can be. You know, like it can be, but you know, but what, not, that's not it. The movie's fault. That's... But it, it also is, doesn't always mean like a. I feel like when people say it, it's not always like, this is this is someone who has a disability, who is able to do this. It's usually just some like whoa, like you, you're just like an average Joe, but you somehow are a math genius. You know, like oh, like, that's true. Yeah, yeah I see like what that, you're, the yeah, way like, you're oh, saying. You're just yeah, randomly, yeah. really like good you just, just remember one, everything. Yeah, like, well, kind of brain man. Like yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah, it's yeah. not always in that. You it's know, not always kind of, derogatory. That's true. Yeah. yeah, not every movie we're gonna belabor on this point, but I feel like we brought this up at every segment of this podcast. Would this movie be released today? Could this movie no. work today? I mean, it ha- it kind of has in a weird. Uh, again, I know you probably don't watch the movie, uh, the show Atypical. It's on Netflix. It's actually a great show. Uh, very, it's it's a similar vibe, you know, like in the that is showing autism in a modern sense, and it's um, endearing. You know, you 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 feel for these people, the family, his family members, and this character that is autistic. Now. The rain, uh, char, uh, Raymond's character here is is way. They they use the word high functioning in in the movie. They do, and that is that is something I wanted to point out is inaccurate. That totally rang a bell for me too. I- um, I'm glad that you brought that up because 
I, the, I, a siren went off in my head too. I go, yeah. ooh, high no, functioning. Like, no. he can't yeah, be left no. alone. High functioning like, is like, I can live on my own. I can live my yeah. life, right. Mm-hmm. In, in this show I'm talking about, he is high functioning. He's in college, he's doing all this stuff. Yeah, and he, I think that's a product of the times too. Is I think awareness, a, a misunderstanding. It's not necessarily there. Yeah, like they're, they're kind of thumbing their way through a lot of this. Correct. Um, I, I agree completely. A savant is the right, actually the right word. He's yeah. good at, savant meaning he's really amazingly talented at this one thing, but he was very limited in the movie. And that that's that's not high function. That's that's yeah. pretty high in the spectrum, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And it was based on we talked about it was based on Kim Peek, who later would go on and, and meet people and, and kind of do a lot of, you know, seminars and whatnot with people and Hoffman actually gave him the his statue oh, wow, afterwards great. and everything. So it was a, it, it was a cool thing. Now we do this kind of one to ninety scale, and it's always tough. Where do you think that this kind of... You obviously haven't seen all 90, no. but just kind of like uh, go channel your inner Rain Man and <laughs> and figure out where this would be in the 1 in 90. Um, you, you have seen I them. have seen them all. So I'm, you know, I'm going to kind of like... Yeah, do it we're, and we're, yeah. When we get to the end of this, if we ever get to the end of this, God willing, um, <laughs> there will be a number, at least a subjective number that we've come mm-hmm. up with. One being the best of the, of the best picture winners. Correct. 90 being the worst. What do you think? Where's this one going to end up? Nine years is a long time. And you know how I feel about really old movies. <laughs> right. So a lot of those are going to get canceled out just, just <laughs> not there, you know? Right. Uh, but I'm thinking 70, 70, 75? 70 meaning like 70. one being the best and 90, and 90 being the oh, worst? Yeah. No. So you mean sorry. 25? That's what I meant. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't realize which way you were going. Yeah, uh, right. yeah, one, one, one is the best. One, one is, is the yeah, best. 90 is the worst. Yeah, about twenty five. Okay, I think that's a good. Right, that's, that's a good. Yeah, one. that's that's good. That's up there. I definitely think if you're if you're gonna go half and half, like top forty five, bottom forty five. This is one for me. It's in the top forty five. Um, wow. You know, it's it's again. In, you it's, have an advantage. It's in the top half, yeah. in in my okay. opinion. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that holds up, but um, I think that there's probably many people who have this in the back forty five, which really? I think is wrong. I'm gonna probably say you know just off the top of my head maybe around forty. You know, wow, that, that's that's more conservative than I expected um, you to. You know, maybe yeah. as high as thirty. You know, we'll see. I I, I genuinely love this movie. I do. I, I, I love I am, this movie. I love the performances in it. Yeah, I love the, the performances are the movie. I mean, I I know we can we can go into a lot of other things, but at the end of the day, Dustin Hoffman's performance is the movie. You know, it, it is, just is. But I just love what this movie accomplished. Yeah, it accomplished something that. That many of these movies we're going to talk about did not. Um, many of these movies we talked about were just movies, and I think that so many people look back at Rain Man and just think it's just another movie in the blockbuster. I mean, when we talk about blockbusters, like you get that stigma with the blockbuster. It's like, ah, oh, Rain, nineteen eighty eight blockbuster Rain Man. Okay. You when know, you like, told me it was, I I honestly didn't know it was even a best, best picture. picture. Yeah. Like you were like, we're gonna do Rain Man. I'm like that one best picture. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I honestly didn't know, but like, I know. But now when I'm looking at I it, I'm like, oh, I of course remember it's in, your you know? face. I remember your face when I'm like, I want you to do the Rayman podcast, and do you look a little hurt? Like you're I'm like, like oh, what? No, that's what? That's what I get. Are we a Rain Man? Like, no, but I, you know what? I'm glad you did because yeah, no, I didn't. I, it, I, it I honestly worked. didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't remember how good it was, and like a lot of these movies, it was ahead of its time a bit. Like. You know what I mean? 
was. I do think if this came out in 1998, I think it still would have been made. And I think it would have been a big hit as well. I think now. Uh, I agree with that. I bet you it would have, it might have been even bigger. I, I, I 2008? Just, no. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, but I think 10 years later. 2018? That, absolutely not. If you put that same movie out in 1998, I bet you it's still a hit. I bet you it's still a hit. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think within that 10-year gap, it would have worked. Yeah. All right, so now we go into, and, and you know, this is not a who should have won podcast. We'll say it. Say it once, I'll say it again. But... We have to do it. I'm going to read off the other nominees for Best Picture. I don't know how many are going to tickle your fancy here. I don't know how many people at home are going to go, God damn, that should have won. Okay. But uh, here they are. Gene Hackman nominated for Best Actor. It's nominated for Best Picture. Mississippi Burning. That's a good movie. You've seen Mississippi yeah, Burning? Okay, yeah, that's, that's a good movie. the one that I know. That's a good movie. But I can't say that I've seen. I mean, I've definitely watched it. I could have. But I don't know that I've seen I, it. I haven't you know seen it in a long time, so yeah. I, I, yeah, but I should. But I mean, that's a good movie. Relevant. Yeah. I, I would, it, it's interesting, would be interesting for me to check that out and to see how were they portraying race yeah. and in the violent sense, yeah. like in 1988. Great, you know, great, actor, like that great, actor, great actor, great actor, good movie. I, that's a good movie. Okay. Yeah. Dangerous Liaisons. Is that a porno or? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, it would be the first porno ever to be known. Although, although uh, Boogie Nights, I think. Is <laughs> yeah, that's true. Does that qualify as a porno? I've um, heard of it. I just, I really don't know anything about it. <laughs> Glenn Close, John Malkovich, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, John Malkovich. I mean, that's pretty Here we good. Go. This, is, this is my favorite part when I get to read these two sentence synopsises. Okay. Synopsises. A scheming widow and her manipulative ex-lover make a bet regarding the corruption of a recently married woman. Hmm. It sounds right. to me like a dangerous liaison. <laughs> and that's all I really have. Mississippi burning, by the way. I'm sure that we could people at home could draw something up. Here we go. Two FBI agents with wildly different styles. I'm guessing one of them's racist. <laughs> arrive in Mississippi... To investigate the disappearance of some civil rights activists. And we see a clue Klutz Klan member right there. Oh, there he is. The Accidental Tourist. Never seen it, man. Now, does, they, does he get on the wrong plane, I'm guessing? Maybe, or he gets know. pushed into a plane? <laughs> or is he... Here we go. I hate to be, like, I I ignorant here. No, but I, really I mean, I'm sure these are movies, just, you know, like... really awesome movies. But uh, Accidental Tourist. We are starring William Hurt. The great William Hurt. Gina Davis... Very late 80s, early 90s. Kathleen Turner as well. Decent cast. Um, An emotionally distant writer of travel guides must carry on with his life after his son is killed and his marriage crumbles. It sounds like a heavy Interesting. Yeah, okay. It concerns me that it's rated PG, though. I need a little... It's not... PG movies can't be dark enough to really get uh, the best picture winners. Yeah. Uh, And then finally, we have Working Girl. Of okay. course, working. That's girl. Dolly. Have you seen working is that girl? Dolly Parton? Uh, no, that's a Dolly Parton song. Uh, working nine to five. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what this is. It's Harrison Ford. It's Sigourney uh, okay. Weaver. It's Melanie Griffith. Oh wow! Okay, that's it is Alec Baldwin, Joan Cusack. Wow, it is a power right. cast. Yeah. And in the working girl, <laughs> that, that was not Dolly Parton. Nine to five. Nine to five. When a secretary's idea is stolen by her boss. She seizes an opportunity to steal it back by pretending she has her boss's job. Interesting. It sounds like uh, Adventures in... Wait, wait, no. Uh, what's the babysitting movie? Uh, Don't tell mom the babysitter is dead. <laughs> Isn't that what she does? She goes and pretends she's somebody <laughs> pretends else and gets a job. 
right. Well, I haven't seen these movies. I'm probably missing out on them. So they sound great. But hey, I, yeah. I'm going to wager to say Rain I Man. I mean, let's let's Rain face Man. it. Rain Man yeah, is... Come on. The... We're not going to do the should they have won, but... I think Rain Man, Rain Man is going to win. Yeah, we'll we'll give him that one. I yeah. don't know if Working Girl's 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. You can look that up at home, too. <laughs> but yet, I want to do one little bonus segment, too, because, like I said, we're recording this in January. The Oscars came out today, the Oscar nominations. So we're just going to... I want to quickly go through the Best Picture I have nominees, a... and I want to get... What do you think we're going to be talking about I I have a good idea, at done. least for some of them. Uh, obviously, Joker. I so I haven't knows. seen them all. I'm going to read them off. I haven't seen them all either, but we'll get a prediction as what, which one of these will have its own pocket. So, the movies are, in alphabetical order, 1917, which I just saw yesterday, oh. Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, Ford vs. Ferrari, the Joker, Marriage Story, and Parasite. Which have you seen? Both of them with, were with you, actually. I saw Joker, okay. and I saw Once Upon a Time. I've seen 1917. I saw it, I saw it yesterday. Yeah, I heard so, it. I've heard great Irishman. things about it. I saw The Irishman I as well. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw Irishman right. as well. Yeah. Um, Sorry, you're I right. I totally want to see Marriage Story. I'm like going to watch that this week. Um, I've heard I, awesome as somebody, things. As somebody who is married, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I've, I already know how that story yeah. goes. I've heard Ford 1917. I mean, uh, what did you, you think of 1917? I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. I heard, um, I heard visually it's just astounding. And the audio, dude. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're getting shot at. I mean, literally, wow. like gunshots. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard like I've gunshots heard are in that. the theater, which is, you know. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Um, so what do you think? What, what's going to win? What are we going to have in this podcast? I, I think it's going to be hard for the Academy not to nominate joker or the irishman i think that's one of those two i've just always viewed joker as well the one that's going to win best actor and not take home it could be it could that what could did you be. say joker what was the other one you just said uh, the irishman again it's scorsese so it's probably his last him, run they're so used to snubbing they snub oh, that's right he's got a teddy he's got a teddy roosevelt movie coming out with leo starring and he'll be right back here next year they they snub tarantino all the time dude they're they way do. more I think it's gonna go to 1917. Yeah, I, that um, that might be a fair. I haven't seen it, but I wouldn't be shocked if they get weird and give it to Parasite, which I I have I don't know much about, but it's, it's foreign, foreign right? film. It's a yeah. Korea film. I think it'll go to 1917. They haven't really yeah, given they, it to they're, a they're war been cleaning movie in it a up. while. They've been cleaning it up pretty at the Golden Globes. I think. Yeah, not that through. the Golden Globes really mean anything, they but do. like it, it you. The war epic hasn't won in a while. I guess Hurt Locker's probably the last war movie that's won. I would be shocked if Joker won. I would be. It may. You would be shocked. I'd be shocked. I think it'll win best. Even actor. though we both we both loved it. Like, I, I did love it, but I'm just saying it just seems the, like the, the performance. It is seems the movie. like the best actor movie that doesn't win best picture. Yeah, right. Um, and doesn't win best director. I think that. I think that maybe director goes to a movie that doesn't win best picture. So like I think either Scorsese or Tarantino get director, or yeah. maybe even Phillips gets director for Joker, but but not Best Picture. But seventeen gets is there Best Picture. Any, so so is there, Sam Mendes doesn't get director. Is there picture. any world where Tarantino wins Best Best Picture? Yeah, you think I do for that movie. I think it's possible. Yeah, and not any of the other ones that he's done. Like that one is the one that wins. 
I mean, people say that about The Departed and and um, yeah, and I agree. Yeah, but it's I not his best movie. I, yeah, but, well, close. no, but yeah, but it doesn't have to be his best movie to that year, I guess, to yeah. be a great movie. Right, that's true. You know, and I think that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a great movie. Listen, this has been fun, man. Uh, yeah. I had uh, I had a blast. Um, I again, like, just this is this is the third one of these we've done, and um, I just enjoy kind of like living in this movie for a week. You know, Absolutely. where I just kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm watching it. I mean, I'm like all things Rayman. Last week was all things one before the movie's nest. We before those all things depart. Sure. It's real cool. Uh, let's see how I feel next episode when we're talking about Crash. <laughs> oh, boy. Crash is that, That's a touchy one, the, one man. That's a touchy one. widely considered one of the worst. Um, is it really considered win, one of the worst? Yeah, to win. Best picture. Best pictures. Um, I'm not, not necessarily my thoughts. We'll see what my thoughts are next time when I rewatch it. It, um, it, it, it's touchy in so many ways. It's too. gonna like, be a we thought it's we a hot doing, button one. We, we were doing landmines today. There will be landmines yeah, for sure. There will be. Glad I'm not doing. I'm not uh, invited yeah, to that. Grand one, right? Z will make his debut. Uh, oh, he's looking forward to it. He's already watched. Guys, it. thank goodness I'm not yeah. a part of that one. <laughs> uh, I don't know even know where to begin. Where we're we gonna go? Let's just do Mississippi Burning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we thank everyone so much for listening. Again, if you disagreed with us. Um, if you agree with us, if you want to talk, uh, give us your opinion, you can email us at, uh, bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. Definitely want to hear what you want to say. Be brutal. Be a troll. Bring it on. Uh, we're ready. Uh, we do our best here. We give you our opinions. This is all for fun for us. So thank you so much, uh, for listening. If you've made it this far. And, and th- uh, hey, thank you, Karen, for yeah, having me. And we'll be back. We'll be I really back, appreciate it's a blast. it. This is a blast. It's, um, we put in... We put in three hours. We put in more more time in this movie than uh, than the movie even was in length. So uh, <laughs> we did a great job, man. It was, yeah, it was we talk a lot, guys. Sorry, you know. We did. So uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will catch you next time. The Best Picture Podcast.